and it's your boy Roshan Gomez. You're listening to the Rumor Roy podcast. Today in the house, we have a recurring guest, uh, a legend, uh, enigma. Some might say mentally deranged, uh, but all a matter of perception. Mr. Samuel Lim. Samuel hey, hey, Lim. Hey. Welcome. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to do the podcast with you and your brother Jeremy, but Jeremy was busy. So you very graciously got me another Jeremy. Yeah. Discount Jeremy. <laughs> no lah, no, Jeremy 2.0 lah. Yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Hopefully, hopefully the better model lah, better yeah. version. I highly doubt it. <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, maybe you can uh, introduce… I mean, this is the first time us meeting. Yeah. So, who are you, man? And um, was it sound for me to welcome you into my house? Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I'm just a friend of Samuel. I like movies, TVs, TV shows. Yeah, he was a he was a writer at Movie Dash as well. Nice. He frequents uh, the cinema. You know, before the before times, yeah, before mm. the Corona attack. <laughs> so yeah, do do you guys think that the future of cinema is dead? Like, as in, like going to cinemas and watching. You know, is everything just going to be? You know, like the whole like uh, Disney releasing movies both in the cinema and also on their platforms, right? So like. People don't have to go to the cinema to get the, the first watch. You just will do it from home. So mm. is that the, the the sounding bell for the the death of movie theaters? Do you guys think? I doubt it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. like, you you heard the applause it got once cinemas were open, right? Everyone was like, "Whoa, cinemas are back!" Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And I think. In that sense, they can't afford to. And they have a vested interest in keeping the cinematic experience alive. If there was like some way they could say, alright, this digital model is clearly going to earn us the bucks. I sincerely doubt that. No, because cinema pulls in a wide fan base and a wide viewership that, you know, people who watch the films, both casuals and, um, you know hardcore fans of a particular film franchise or company will be drawn to. But, you know, nobody's going to drop 35 bucks for a specific streaming service that they don't necessarily feel will will give them everything they want. If I'm watching Godzilla and Kong and I pay 11 bucks, you know, I feel gratified about it. Would I pay 60 ringgit a month to watch Kong and Godzilla and some other nonsense? Probably not. So, I, yeah. I think they'll be more selective with what they play in cinemas. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if it's like a movie like uh, Tenet, right? Mm. I mean, and that if you're a, I mean, if you're a cinema goer, then definitely everyone's like, oh, you have to go watch Tenet, you have to go watch Tenet. Mm. But if it's going to be something like uh, Valentine's Day Part 4, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you would want, or oh, unless you like want to get it on with your girlfriend and yeah. ah, so but in MCO you'll probably get postponed all the way to April so <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch it in April <laughs> no but, but my point is like you know there are some movies that okay justifies you going to the cinema mm. like or if it was like Star Wars or something like Godzilla would yeah. be pretty mad in the cinemas yeah, yeah. definitely uh, but then some movies like that wouldn't make sense actually even like smaller good films mm. like I think it would be much better to just watch it at home Mm. Yeah, yeah. But if it was a film that, you know, needs spectacle, like the giant train wreck that was Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> that was one… that bad? Oh, it, it's really bad. It got slammed, man. It got slammed really, really badly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
not good. <laughs> I haven't I haven't watched it, but yeah, me I've, neither. I've I've read like reviews and okay. To I, be honest, I wasn't really impressed with the first one. Uh yeah. I thought it was just okay. Yeah. You can say that a lot. For yeah. yeah, but let's let's play a game. Let me ask you, what do you think happened in Wonder Woman 1984? Like, what do you think happened? <laughs> Some uh, uh, colorful retro pop. Um, Okay, bingo. Access. That's one. All right. That's the new thing, one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pastel colors everywhere. And People uh, love the eighties. <laughs> and a hip, you know, song like Duran Duran, for example. Right. Um, I guess I don't know. I would expect they did some sort of character development for her. No. No character development. Um, she would have uh, discovered more of her abilities and no. No. Okay. Yeah. So. So basically, nothing happened. Oh, was there a good villain? Oh, Cheetah. There, there was supposed to be there. Yeah, that. The, the cheetah. Yeah, how do you think she got her powers? Cheetah? Yeah. Because uh, I guarantee you she whatever… She got bit you, by a cheetah. <laughs> that's actually a better like <laughs> subplot on how she got her powers. Any guesses you'd make would be better. Go on. Go on, give me a guess. Okay, she didn't get beaten by a cheetah. Um, um, oh, I know. She's from a particular tribe and her father's the king. Her father was murdered. And so she had to fight the other tribe chiefs. Then she became the cheetah, and she's supposed to protect her kingdom. Wait a minute, that sounds familiar. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> that 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 would be fine because that would still be a good plot. She got it from a rock. Imagine a grown ass woman going, "This is a magic wishing rock. I wish for things on my wishing rock." And then she goes, "I get." Powers. And then there's this Mexican Donald Trump who's like, I also want magic wishing rock. So like, I was watching it um, with my friends and they were like, huh? And they were and they were big fans of DC. They were like, that's Maxwell Lord. He's got this and that. Is that wait what? His power is he likes his son and he has a rock. <laughs> that is that's some something to say for a villain. Like that's not too bad. No, not his power lah, but no lah, but but I don't get his but. But I don't understand like what is the conflict here. He's like, I make everyone's wishes come true. But then like everyone starts making bad wishes. Right. So I want you to imagine a six-year-old who wrote a script saying, there's a rock that grants everyone's wishes. And what if everyone wished bad things? You wouldn't want that wishing rock. Right. So yeah, that is the Did he have a particular political kind of agenda? No. Not at all? He just wanted to impress his son because he was a deadbeat dad. Okay. What? Right. What? What? Interesting. Um, okay. 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 You know, I when when I got you on for this episode, uh, I picked you up. I specifically told you that tomorrow is International Women's Day, so we're going to celebrate women. The first thing you chose to speak about is disparaging a feminine icon, a feminist icon. Yeah. But I, Why not? I, 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 I welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> I welcome it. Let, let me make this very clear. Women are like men. But like not. So we are… Everyone's great. Let's, let's set this up by saying that we love women. I, yeah, let's go you know, with that. Let's each say one thing we love about women. Samuel, you go first. Well… <laughs> I can tell. I can see his thought process, and he, he. I can see himself filtering and evaluating whether he can say what he wants to say. Let me make. And what's gonna? What's the blowback gonna be? Well, but 
It's so weird to say that because, you know, I see women completely just like us lah. You can do some of the… St- like, I know great men and I know great women, but I don't necessarily attribute their greatness necessarily to their gender. I attribute it to their ability to do something lah. I don't even look at genders. <laughs> I, I don't That's mean. a different type of sexism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's don't know. You're just deep, big. That's a deep type of I don't look at race. I don't look at appearance. Nothing at all. Right. It, it, you know, it really blew my mind when I started reading. Because when I was growing up, you know, racism was basically… You you don't think that you're superior to another race. That was yeah. racism. Right, exactly. But the definitions have changed. Yeah. Now, even being uh, racially blind is racism. You know, that's a type of yeah, definition yeah. of racism. Which is commonly accepted. It's not controversial. Yeah. But I think that's really, really interesting how the dynamics have changed. Um, yeah, words change their meanings. Yeah. But okay, coming back to the, the whole… Uh, the, the, the Am I off thing. the hook? No, no. Not at all. <laughs> no, but, but I want to say though, that there are some, some women who kind of manifest a type of… I think like a type of feminine energy mm. that, that, would, that a man would never be able to sort of pull off, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, those kind of attributes you could like… Affirm as being female and mm. you could recognize, right? Yeah. I don't know. I th- is there? Yeah, I think one thing. Or do we just say everybody, everyone is, everybody is human and. Right, but that that is the but you you hit the the hammer on the nail lah. It is the conundrum because to assert positive traits that can be attributed to a specific gender mm. can often get you shot in the foot because mm-hmm. people will then say, why are you like uh, making this so specific for this one thing? You know, are you saying you're trying to pigeonhole us? Then you say, no. You know, we are all able to have all this. Then you're like, what are you saying? Are you saying there's no differences between men and women? And we go, look. I see blobs. <laughs> <laughs> I just see uh, packages of meat, flesh and blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Jordan Peterson actually helped me conceptualize this pretty well. Like he says that, you know, when he studies personalities, that um, men and women are generally the same or the overlap is higher in terms of similarities. Mm. But then he says like when you take it to the extremes, then the differences become evident, which okay. is very interesting. In what, in what regard? So for example, if you take the most violent perpetrators in the world, they're going to be overtly male. Mm. And it's not necessarily just sociological it could also be biological. Right. So you, when you work in the extremes, then the gender differences become more pronounced. Mm. But when you're just talking about the average person, they're about the same. Yeah. Right? There's not much of a difference. Yeah. But when, you, when you're talking about the extremes, then it, it becomes more… Yeah, the really far yeah. right and left. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like one thing that you can attribute this sort of… Which I do agree with that. You know, the idea that there are a good number of similarities. For example, you know… Men can be nurturing too, but some people attribute the idea of maternal nat- nurturing more for women. And it's generally accepted in society that women are far more nurturing than men. Yeah. And, but perhaps, let's say somebody was assaulting your child and a woman acts out and decides to kick that person right in the face. That is a rather <laughs> masculine sort of assertion of violence. Yeah. So, you know, I don't see it. You use what you want at any particular time, you know? Sure, sure. I think it's more like uh, there's more… You want to say something, Jeremy? No, it's okay. So like with men, you know, here's the problem. And I feel it's weird that I always have to say this. But sometimes we, we are speaking more in general terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes we say when we say that men are protectors, we're saying generally most of the time, the man is going to be bigger. 
So just division of labor. They're going to just, you know, generally that's yeah. just the way. Generally, because the woman is giving birth to the child, she's breastfeeding, she's going to be the main nurturer. Generally. But of course, men can be nurturers and women can be protectors. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel sometimes that it's so sad that 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 is not a given. You feel the need to preface that. <laughs> yeah, it's so and it's annoying, you know. Yeah. Because you're talking to someone and they say, What do you mean all? I'm like, not all lah, but yeah. you know, generally. Um, and what did I want to say? And you know, the conversation, it's so funny that we're talking about this now. When really tomorrow is international. Wednesday. I completely forgot about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, your problem, right? <laughs> I felt, honestly saying the last one felt like it was yesterday. Yeah, that's true though. That's true. No, but um, you know, the conversation last time used to be that everyone just needs to be given the same opportunity. Yeah. Right. I can exactly. do everything that and and a, a woman can do anything a man can do. Man can do anything a woman can yep. do. That was the conversation. But and so, okay, we did that. Now more women are coming into the 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 the, the, the market, the job market. Mm-hmm. But then they're realizing at this point, no, that's not enough. Because the biological realities still stay, right? In the end of the day, because you're a woman and because you're a man, there are differences in your experiences. Like women get pregnant, men don't. And because of that, that creates a different sort of uh, working dynamic. So if a woman gets pregnant, she goes up for nine months, her uh, contemporary, who's a man, who doesn't take that yeah. break, gets a lead, right? And yeah. moves forward yeah. faster. And so then now we have, to re- we have to change the conversation. Oh, okay, it's not just about opportunity. It, it, it's the equity discussion comes yeah, in yeah. Yeah. and then it gets even more complicated and convoluted. That mm. gets into capitalism and all sorts of other stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. So coming back, what do you like about women? Oh, man. I like my mommy. And we took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> but why do you like your mom? You know, because she's a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't sure. like I don't like bad mothers. <laughs> <laughs> so she was a good mom, lah. Yeah, she was a good mom. Right. And you know, she she did sports things with me. So if you want to say she was a good dad, too, she's a good dad. And you know, my dad did mom things and my mom did dad things. And right. yeah, overall, I think right, one thing that I can attribute uh mainly to the feminine mm. is a sort of openness mm. and and kindness that they have, you know, because you do see that there is a, like statistically shown that women do receive children a little bit better than men. Because mm. men, they, they're technically more problem solving and women are a little bit more nurturing. So, mm. yeah, you know, we should all… So, when we say International Women's Day, I guess it's not so much, oh, this is a particular token day in which we celebrate women, like all the bad and the good, but rather like, alright, there are positive traits from femininity that we can all emulate. Mm. Men and women. That way, all of us participate in this day together instead of, I got you a card. <laughs> no more after this. Yeah, I think okay. that that conversation is… I mean, sorry. I think your point is really good. I think a lot of you become so much of tokenship and virtue signaling and… Yeah. I love women and, you know, women can do everything. and But then, at, at the back doors, you're not really living yeah. that out. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? What do you love about women? Mm, good question. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? Like, okay, if I give an answer, I mean, like, I'll be like, men can do it too. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Uh, let me took my answer, man. <laughs> yes, the mommy one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I love about women. 
man. I can't say that word. But they are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair yeah. statement to make. That is a fair statement to make. Actually, right? yeah, that is a fair that's statement. That's a fair statement. I, I, I know many girls who go to the cinema to watch Marvel, a Marvel movie for Captain America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Know, so. yeah, exactly. You sure I'm not a chauvinistic pig? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but I think that is a fair point. Like, they're pretty, you know? And I mean, in general, like, I don't really associate any, anything you do to your gender. Right. I try my best not to. Even if I may joke about it. But I think, like, like, you, we, I think we all can accept that men generally are more visual. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, in that regard. Uh, in that regard. So, actually, if you… You know, I always believe this. Uh, like, girls have a lot of power. Basically, a guy, right? Most… In general, all… Most, if not all girls are kind of pretty. Uh. They will always have like suitors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? If a guy is bad looking though, there's Gigi, no man. girl that's good. Gigi. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> get money, lah. <laughs> yeah, you have to climb up that hierarchy, right? Right, exactly. Because, like, okay, if you look at uh, um, um, Instagram models, okay, you don't really see a big market for male Instagram models. Yeah. You you see it for for women, right? Right, exactly. Also, uh, the dating world is one thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure you guys use. Uh, I know you don't. But Tinder, Bumble, and all that stuff. Mm, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Oh, it is definitely way easier for for women to get matches. Yeah, for sure. Men. Yeah, and I feel like when I when I do go out with women on dates, like basically on you know the old fashioned, hey, I see you like coffee. Mm -hmm. I also drink coffee, and they're like, oh, okay. And I was like, you want to go grab lunch? They're like, yeah, sure. But then yeah, but then when it comes to that, I feel like you have to do a lot of probing. Uh, you have to do a. You have to be interesting. You have I'm to. I'm putting be, on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do something because no, I've tried this thing where I've 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 genuinely tried. I've kept quiet. Yeah. For a solid minute. Yeah. And nothing happened. No, just dead air. Yeah. But maybe it was just one isolated incident. But you know, when I asked my female friends, I was like, "What well, was going on? Why didn't she do anything?" She's like, "Okay, some people are a little bit more chatty and engaging, but for women generally, they just." Don't really initiate it in that sort of conversation. It could be a societal thing. It is. Yeah, a societal it thing, is yeah. a societal. We thing. will trust the role of initiator when it comes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I've actually heard good arguments for why that is. You know, growing up, I could never get a good argument. Like they always say, you know, men should lead, men should be chivalrous, blah blah blah. And I never really understood why because it felt a bit arbitrary. Yeah. But then someone pointed out to me that, especially back in the day, when you were a, a woman, and if you got pregnant and had a kid. And the guy wasn't legit. It could destroy your life, right? So the courtship process was a kind of filtering. So the guy pays for the the meal. The guy is, you know, spending time with you, investing in you. There's a lesser chance of that guy being a flake. Mm. You get it? Yeah. Right. So it was kind of like a filtering process, and that's why it's a why women get get to be in that position because technically they have more to lose. Because the moment they get pregnant, they're stuck with the child mm. and it could ruin their life. And not, not only like economically, but even physiologically, the moment you have a child, your body is never really the same. Yeah. So it does take a physical and economical toll on you. Right. So right. that's a good argument, I think, for sure. Of course, now things are a bit more different. Yeah. Different. So maybe not as I much. I mean, it's not, not entirely. Of course, you, 
women can initiate too. Sure. And many have. Yeah. But no, man. So yeah. Okay, I'll I'll say what I love about women. I think. I you know I have more feminine uh, uh, female traits that generally girls would have, like you know, um, uh, like, like gardening. <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, the big five personality test. Uh, oh yeah, being neurotic, but not neurotic in like a like a psycho neurotic, but being neurotic in the sense that you feel a lot of negative emotions, mm. right? You're always like thinking and questioning and. You know, analyzing everything. Like I was just talking to my friend yesterday. He was complaining about his girlfriend, and he said, like his girlfriend, when the girlfriend fight, they were having a fight, right? They were having a fight about religion, right? Because they're from two different religions, but they're having that fight. But then she brings up a whole list of things that she's upset with about him. So like they're talking about religion, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly she brings up the fact that. He's always spending time with his friends. Whoa. That he Whoa. drinks too much. Oh, that he yeah. doesn't care about her. But it's all rooted in that first problem. But then she has his like back catalog of stuff. Is but it, I'm also like that. Is like, it I ever remember linked? a lot of things. Yeah. Right? And so when I fight, oh, I will bring up those things, right? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a lawyer. So setting precedence is… It's actually pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's, and that's why we got a lot of good uh, female lawyers. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they never forget anything. But anyway, so I think I, I, I appreciate, I really appreciate women because I feel like I, it's easier for me to talk to them sometimes. You know, I can, I can really understand them. Mm, yeah. yeah I feel like, yeah, you can talk to your bros about something and women about something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's not like you can't have emotional conversations with dudes. You can, you, you can, can, definitely. You really yeah, you can. can I mean, I've met my fair share of like guy friends who've, Gone through a breakup and they're crying, you know. Yeah, like we do talk. Yeah, <laughs> we, we do. I, talk. I've had like big, burly, freaking huge ass men, like end up becoming like freaking kittens when it come when it comes to their girlfriends or significant yeah. others. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, at the end of the day, celebration of the feminine that we can all appreciate some things from. Mm, I mean, inter and if people ask, right? Because people then will ask for the meninists out there. Why isn't there a man's appreciation day? <laughs> to be fair, I, no one really cared about International Men's Day. <laughs> yeah, like even men didn't care about no it. La, no, to, no, to, no, be no. Fair, to be fair, we have uh, Movember. I think Movember was. Yeah, we have Movember. Movember. I mean, it came a bit late in the party, but it's something for. Ah, I thought it was no, not November. What's going on? <laughs> That's a new. Yeah, that, that, we also have that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you don't like that one? Uh? Yeah, no. I, I, I know now all the time. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm a big… I, I really like memes. Oh, okay. And so, I follow a lot of like meme pages on like Instagram. And one of the annoying things for me is like… With meme pages, they usually post like all these Instagram models. Have you all realized that? Have you all noticed it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do, yeah. Most yeah, of them. these sort of models that they always use. Comparison. Because <laughs> generally, these meme pages are followed by men. Mm-hmm. So they are marketing towards men. So it's the perfect place actually for them to post. Ah. You know. So yeah. yeah. Again, like a, there are some differences that between men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Wonder Woman. Right. So we want to contrast that with a uh, the film that we actually did enjoy. Mm. That did that we felt you know had a good story mm. and did female representation really well. Yeah. I know what you're gonna say, Mulan. No. <laughs> Mulan was a dumpster fire to the third degree. Wait, why? You didn't like okay, Mulan? Okay, 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 wait. No. 
Don't worry, Jeremy. I, I got your back. I'll name it. Charlie's Angels. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about the old one, right? <laughs> I just said to trigger Samuel. <laughs> you better be talking about the Cameron Diaz. <laughs> That's the only Charlie's Angels I know. Yeah. But even that original one, apparently, like, I think you and Jeremy were that Jeremy the brother. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Me, if it, the original, if you watch it again, it actually hasn't aged well. No, it, of course. It's from the 2000s. Oh, but some right. 2000 movie, you know, is... Yeah, but that movie well. belongs in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shouldn't yeah. leave. Like, I'm not gonna fault it and say burn it. Because, like, it's a horrible, offensive piece of media. But I'm saying, let's just leave it where it is. <laughs> I can enjoy it when I feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people who want, who see like, oh, the Spartans had this interesting culture of leaving children in the woods to get to fend for themselves. No one should then go, yeah, I want to do that with my kids. <laughs> you go, that was interesting for its time. Does it mean it, we should do it now? Yeah. <laughs> it is not prescriptive. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> But right, we're talking about Raya, the last track. Right, I mean, right, I right. mean, the, the old, those old 2000s movies, like those movies, they are perfect for astro watches. Yes, yes, just, they are. just chilling at home in the, in the afternoon and just flipping through channels <laughs> in astro. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in the cinema and you're on like your network or your social, sorry, your streaming services, you're engaged. Because you're engaged, you have to go wait. Hey, I think that's. Ah. Yeah, I think Netflix has given us way too much power to choose what you want to watch. Right. But I think, uh, I mean, now with all the different platforms coming out, you know, Netflix is going to lose its power. And also, I think it's just not sustainable for them to release entire seasons at one go. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a comeback of uh, weekly released episodes. Well, to be fair, some medical assault is it. Yeah, but that's because it's produced by AMC. AMC, Right, external companies have say over staggered release times. But if it's specific… It's not only that, uh, Snowpiercer… What's the other one? Oh, uh, Star Trek Voyager… My my god, not Voyager. Star Trek Discovery uh, is also staggered. And it's on Netflix, you know. So that's what I'm saying. I think there's going to be a comeback of… I already see it happening. I actually like that more. It's something to look forward to every day. Like, every week, yeah. Uh, every it, week, sorry. Yeah. It depends if it's like a friends, like a sitcom. That's fine, lah. But if it's like on a freaking cliffhanger, it's damn annoying, lah. I mean, I'm generally someone who doesn't like binge watching. I do not like binge watching. Really? I'm not a binge watcher unless they are half hour comedies, easy to watch. Yeah. But one hour dramas, I'm like, okay, come on, wrap up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to wait. Like every Monday, like when Better Call Saul came out. Or oh, yeah. Game of Thrones came out. Yeah. Like, oh, Monday. Something to look forward to. Right. right. And it was something you could talk about at the water cooler. Yeah. But if you got a season, one guy would be like, I'm at episode three. What are you at? Episode one. You? This show exists, ah. And you're like… Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not done there. I'm not done there. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. And you get all those Facebook posts. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, spoiling the whole thing. Okay, right. the one thing about… Okay, to be fair, Game of Thrones did that too. Like, mm. right away after the episode aired… Everyone's like, bah, 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 spam, 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 spam. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Raya. What, what, what's up with Raya, man? Raya just didn't. Okay. You're going to talk about Raya? Yeah. Raya. <laughs> no, because he said that that's the. the fem- that was the, the one. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That's the antidote to Wonder Woman in his yeah. estimation, right? Okay. Because there are certain. Okay, so there's a term that uh, I dislike where people try to brand. Because there's this confusion where they say. It has a female protagonist. It is a feminist film. Because feminism is starting to become a film genre. Are there women in that movie? Yeah. So, it's, so if like, if it's a women's… So then it's, if it's a woman-centric film, then it's like, oh, 
that's a feminist film. But then I'm like, I don't think so because there are some films that have perhaps strong female characters, have lead female characters, but they don't necessarily need, but they're not necessarily asserting themselves as feminist films. Raya was a film, right, that didn't feel the need to assert itself as a feminist film because it just said, here are our characters. She's female. Let's never say anything about it. End of story. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Because it's very annoying when… I understand why they had it in the 2000s. They had to challenge cultural norms. But they were saying things like, oh, she's a woman. She got to cover up her shoes or her feet or else the other men will try to attack her or something like that. Mm. But… Now that it's the 2000, now it's 2021, act like it's 2021 and act like it's a normal thing, mm. which is exactly what Raya did. They were like, yeah, she's this, it's fine. Another one, Dragon Prince, where they had queer mm. representation, they did it very well. Yeah. Never, never addressed it. They were just like, oh yeah, here's a gay couple. Yeah, that's it. They were like, oh, oh, what about the gay couple? Nothing lah. They're that's just it. there. Yeah. They're living their lives. Yeah, they're just living their lives. So the best way to get somebody onto the table is not to bother all the other table guests going, hey, hey, it's here. You just go, oh, table. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think the problem with like, overtly, draw your attention to it, feminist driven type of movies is that, yeah. you paint, the pro- you paint the whole situation as, women, uh, or not only women, like, any oppressed group, Versus the system. Yeah. Yeah. And then you as the viewer, you're watching it and you're not part of that minority, right? So you're the system. Yeah. Right. But most people are not sexist or, yeah. or racist. Not most lah. Right. Most lah. They definitely yeah. are. They definitely you are. can be racist. Sure. And showcase certain <laughs> remarks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think no one feels like they're the villain. Yeah. And when you force them into that villain and you don't give them an opportunity to be the hero in their own story, mm. Of course, they're going to be defensive because yeah. nobody operates as villains. Right? Right. Uh, don't be surprised if they get mad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess the counter to that would be like, yeah, but you're still a villain even if you don't know it and you need to be exposed and you need to confront your villainy, right? But I do. I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing my game. I, I play my 11th game. I, I, I just got whacked from, like, whacked from my boss the whole entire day and I was like, got shouted out by my client and I come home and then you scream at me about being a a sexist pig in the part of the male patriarchal system. Yeah. I'm not even white, but I feel like I'm white for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, exactly. So, it's this thing, right? Remember back then when they say, right, husbands would come home and you're frustrated and you would beat your wife. Yeah. Now women come home, they're frustrated and they watch shows that, that, that vent against men, so they vent against men. Yeah. So, it's the same sort of dynamic. So, maybe the frustration that women face, although it is a real case, isn't so much necessarily with the male individual than it is with a specific sort of, you know, management in the workplace or some specific issue. Mm. But I feel like it's easier to scapegoat men for certain issues than to address others. Yeah, I definitely agree. We're talking about representation. I think Raya did it perfectly well. Mm. Unlike, I don't know, Charlie's Angels. Actually, I haven't seen the film, but I can kind of like figure out where it went. But you have, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. No, but this Raya, right? So this is like the Southeast Asian. Mm. It's the Disney, the finally the Southeast yeah. Asian Disney wow. movie that we've been waiting for, lah. The only next one is, I don't know whether Lion King ca- counts as African. Is it? I have no idea. Because 
basically, if you look at all the Disney movies, we have Aladdin is uh, Arabic. Arabic. Um, okay, like Snow White and Cinderella is like white. A lot of them are just Scandinavian. <laughs> Mulan, Mulan is Chinese. Chinese. In, so, India and Japan. Do we have anything for India? I think they kind of put that with Aladdin. Yeah, brown, brown. Okay. Oh, Mowgli. Mowgli is Indian. Book. No, Jungle Book is Indian. Yeah, it is. But do we really count that? Yeah, we count it. I, I think we count it. Yeah, he's a princess. Um, we have uh, Scottish. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, Brave. Scottish, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess we don't have like… I've never seen a Thailand princess. So. Yeah. La. Raya is kind of Thailand, was it? Yeah. Raya know. is… I'm sorry for any Thai <laughs> like, listeners. Raya is six birds, one store. They were like… Yeah, that yeah. Looks Southeast Asian. Pretty. Yeah, they were like Philippines, <laughs> Thai, Sulu, <laughs> Myanmaris, you know, Indochina. Not allowed, they're not allowed to say that, but it's… <laughs> It's called the Indochina region and Malaysian and Indonesian. We gave you all this giant roja here. Which by the way, the whole film never specifically takes a specific Southeast Asian influence. You know why? Because they'd be accused of cultural appropriation. Right, exactly. Actually, I think it works better when you have an amalgamation of everything. Yeah. Right. So you cannot be offended because you don't know what you're offended on. Yeah. And even if you go, hey, you took it from there, you're like… No, you're looking too hard into it. This is just a general trick. So, is Disney the hero for uh, representing this this so-called ethnicity? Or are they villains for somehow subverting the culture and profiting on it without having to be accountable to the culture? I Ooh. think Disney is Disney. La. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. They just… <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's a it's a decent film. You know, a, 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 snake, a snake is just meant to bite. Yeah, yeah, you know, and a snake that doesn't bite would be a bad snake. Yeah. So a good snake would be a snake that kills you effectively. <laughs> right. So exactly. Disney is just doing its job. So yeah. technically, it's good. Right. <laughs> I don't know any Southeast Asian. I feel like person. we created a villain to a, a movie. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> this, this villain should have been in Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any villain you made would be better than whatever was in Wonder Woman 1984. I don't know. So you watch it, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I watched it. We watched it in theatres. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it. You, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It like is, It's not the cinematic experience I was hoping for. Right. Returning mm. to the cinemas. Right, right. But, can lah. Yeah. You know, I watched Tenet in, like, when it opened for a while right after MCO. Mm. That was mind-boggling. That was That was fantastic. amazing. I didn't know what was going on, frankly speaking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was great. Somebody <laughs> puked in a popcorn bag. I looked to the side like in the MBO and there was some guy that was like… Sam, are you lying? No, I'm not. Sam. It was just Sam, it was are you lying? It was the reversal battle. Before that… Okay, first things first. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Sam is known viciously for being a liar. So we have to be very careful with the things we hear from Sam. Sam. Number two, before the podcast started, he told me that in Bandar Sri Damansara, where he stays, he go, he went to a particular um, neighborhood. <laughs> Shh, dude, you can't mention that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He was not allowed to go in the neighborhood because he's not Bhumiputra. <laughs> I immediately knew that something was off about this. Okay. And you he was going so to adamant. He kept on saying, it's the truth, it's the truth, it's the truth. Only for me to find out from Jeremy that they were not allowed to go in, but it had nothing to do with Bhumiputra's status. <laughs> Some yeah, just it. inferred the same. <laughs> okay. I was there watching Tenet with him. Yeah. There was no there was no one else there. <laughs> I saw there was a guy at the there side. No I saw there. there was a guy at the side. That reversal battle really <laughs> fucked with his brain. <laughs> okay. He was in the same row. No one else. Wait. But it was a lower row. 
Oh, yes, I know it's a great film. <laughs> you are admit that reverse the Toko was tamba like this lah. I saw the guy. He, was, he looked like he just got hit in the head <laughs> during the reverse battle. Oh man. One of the funniest things that happened. I actually have not watched Tenet uh, because I was too lazy to go to the cinema. Okay. So I had a pupil who was working in my firm. Pupil is like a lawyer in training, right? Okay. It's like a housemanship. So he's a bit of a movie buff lah. And uh, you know, he always comes and talks to me uh, about movies. And so he kept on talking up Tenet. Like he was like, I already booked my my ticket, like he booked in advance, right, for the screening. So he had booked it like a month in advance or something crazy like that. So every week was coming, was coming, he was getting more and more pumped. Oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. You know, uh, the day off, he gets flooded with work and he can't make it. What? <laughs> oh my oh god, my dude. God. That's messed up, man. <laughs> so I'm passing his table and I look at him like, aren't you going for your movie? Then he just like blankly stares at me and he's like… Dude, that is sad, man. Like, I, I can't make it. I got too much of work. And he genuinely looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> Dude, that is, that is horrible. Uh, Dude, he was looking forward to it. Oh, I feel really man. bad for him. I feel yeah. bad for him. Did, and he, did he get to watch it though? Yeah, the next day he went with uh, another friend. <laughs> okay, that's too long. La. These are first world problems, la, guys. Don't worry. Problems, <laughs> yeah. be fine. But I get it though. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get it. La. Like you plan something and then work just… Yeah. And he watched like it. He watched it like three times after. Yeah, uh, to I understand watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> watched it twice. Still don't know what, what happened. Uh, yeah. There's another podcast called Goggler. Um, they do like movie reviews. Mm. It's helmed by uh, one controversial Uma K. Umupagan. Uh, <gasps> I I'm, know that fellow. He's the best. Yeah, sorry, can you repeat that? Uma K. Umupagan. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. he does that podcast. I'm just saying. As a matter of fact, he does that podcast. Okay. And uh, when Tenet came out, they had a hotline. So you could call in and they would explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to check, right? Tenor is about the 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 David Washington fella mm. who who has to go and find seven pieces so that he can not have his watch good backwards. But it's right? the, the car flipped backwards. Yeah, but then you go like Yeah, it was driving backwards. Okay, so the moral of the story is spend more time with those you love. So spend more time watching the side of the road, the other side. Oh, okay. Wait, did it. you see it, by the way? No, I have not. Still not. Okay. Hey, yeah, you are You gotta watch it, man. We're yeah. all in the same boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you watched it or not, <laughs> it makes no difference. Yeah. Mm. What, what else about Raya, anyway? Yeah. Can we say? There isn't really that much to say about it. I mean, Southeast Asia. I think the, the cultural appropriation conversation is a fascinating one. Yeah, yeah. I think in all the it's fine. They did I, fine. Really? Because in some regards, like, I think Asians, I, I want to preface this by saying that there's a huge disparity in how Asians and let's say particularly Anglicized or let's say uh, Americanized Asians view their culture on screen. When we see, when we see, for example, the Chris that is turned into a whip. Some perhaps Malaysians who were raised and born in America and had some mythologized version of Malaysia pitched to them, they would go, that is a violation of a sacred weapon known as the Chris that you've turned into a convenient whip. It's Malaysians, rad, we all just went, we are, you to, you whip to, and I guarantee you, <laughs> That is how it went. Yeah, yeah, dude. I lost my mind. I saw that. 
Yeah, not, no one in the cinema was crossed and angry with anything <laughs> that, that was, was going on. That was freaking amazing. Yeah. No, like, this is usually like a, a particular group of people mm. who are in a, uh, in kind of well-read. So, they kind of look at things with a particular lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they just see uh, the, again, white male patriarchy as and sort of… Uh, Co-opting. Yeah. yeah, you know, like they, they pilfered so much of Asian resources and built that empire… And then it's still continuing, but in a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, that's their argument. And I, I, I understand that argument. I think it's an interesting argument. But I do take a, a exception to looking at the world with those lenses. La. Like, you know, like only black people can talk about black issues. Mm. Maybe that's a more sensitive subject because the history is so specific to mm. uh, the African-American story, right? But… Okay, take another one. Like maybe LGBT. Only LGBT people can talk about LGBT. Only Indian people can talk about Indian culture. I just don't think that's true. Mm. I don't think that's true. Like I read a book um, last year, which I I really, really enjoyed. um, Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. It's about… I've spoken about this book a few times, but it's basically about this um, South Korean family who migrate to Japan. Then they become immigrants. And then the four generations in Japan, right? And… the, it's a really, 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 really good book. But it's Min Jin Lee is from America. But she's South Korean, but she's from America. But what I really liked about the book was the, she had really interesting male characters. Mm-hmm. Like her male characters were like, um, I think really accurate representations of men. Like, you know, problematic. Yeah. But at the same time, you can see it's complicated. They're problematic, but they're, they're sexist. But they're sexist and also virtuous at the same time. Right? They want their wives to stay home because they… They're sexist in that sense, but it comes from a good place. And I think that's a more fair representation of, of, of right, men. Yeah, and she yeah. does show that there are violent men out there. But she depicts the she depicts the type of men that most of us know. Right? And what astounded me was, I mean not astounded, but what I appreciate is that she's a woman, but she could write it so well. Mm. And that's because ultimately, as human beings, one of our strongest skills is empathy. Yeah, we yeah. can put ourselves in the positions of other people. Right? Yeah, right. Which is exactly how we felt with the film as well. You know, we it was because Ida was specifically written by an all Southeast Asian female apparently, cast. Apparently, apparently, it was. Well, even if it was, I I doubt that it necessarily needed to be. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be. You just need to write a good character, lah. It would be problematic if even if you were a Southeast Asian woman to go. I am Southeast Asian woman <laughs> midway in the film. So, mm. yeah. I think certain experiences of, you know, feeling uncomfortable, not feeling like you can be in your shoes in a particular thing is a universal feeling yeah. that you can place in a specific. Yeah. And like, yeah. let's say I wanted to write a book about an alcoholic. Mm. I don't have to be an alcoholic. Yeah. I right. can address the, the issue with respect. Yeah. I can talk to alcoholics. I can find out their stories, their experiences, yeah. analyze it, yeah. and then present it in a respectful manner. Yeah. And when I say respectful, I mean in an honest and truthful way. Mm. And so like, I don't understand sometimes why we need to celebrate diversity to that extent. Like, even if it was written and produced and directed by a completely South Asian staff, I don't see why that's a great thing. Yeah. In the end, end of the day, the product is what? Yeah. Just the talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's like when Barack Obama became president and he got a Nobel Prize. Wait, why? You got a, wait, did he? Wait, why? Yeah, he got a Nobel Peace Prize right after he was uh, elected what, president. What did he peace? Nothing. Did... 
he got a Nobel Peace Prize for becoming a, the American president. That is tokenism to a new level. Man. Yeah, it's and, true. And yeah, that is bad. Yeah, if he had done it, and the, the irony is, he's now one of the biggest uh, criticisms of his presidency was the drone strikes. What mm. mongrel, la. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's it is a culturally la. significant moment. So, but do you know? Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you imagine, right? The list of Nobel Peace Prize uh, Peace Prize re- recipients. There's a guy there on the Peace Prize list who has ordered drone strikes. And he, he got a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> he is going to go, The list is going to look super weird. He's going to stand out like crazy. Yeah, Do yeah. you think when he goes to the war room, he wears it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're like, Mr. Obama, I, I have ethical quandaries about, you know, this attack on this village. He just takes it out, puts it on a table, <laughs> slides it across. <laughs> like a That's cut. it. He's <laughs> like, Listen here, son. I didn't get this peace prize. You're not doing not the voice, right? Peaceful. <laughs> You're not doing the voice, right? Can yeah. you do it, Obama? Not really, I, try. I can't do it. Oh, my fellow Americans. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah. My fellow Americans. Actually, that's more Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole cultural thing is funny. But I'm glad yeah. that Israeli movie turned out well. Yeah. Inoffensive. Oh, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like great. It's it still, was a solid seven. Yeah, it's a solid seven. You know, it it's a film that I feel if you want to take your kids to watch, you should. It's a lot of fun. It didn't piss me off or anything like that. Yeah, it didn't piss us off. Yeah. Hmm. You know what's a good feminist-ish movie? What? Which I just watched today actually. So it's really good that we're talking about this. Aliens. Oh. oh. I've been trying to do like, watch like a classic movie like every week. This is my second week lah, so far. Mm. And so like last week, I did uh, Citizen Kane, which I don't think was that great. Yeah, uh, I, yeah mean, I mean… it wasn't… I think as, as cinematography goes, it, they consider it great. But today, if we talked about the politics of Citizen Kane, it seems antiquated and almost a little bit silly. So we go… Uh, yeah. What do, you mean the, what do you mean by the politics of Citizen Kane? No, I mean like if you talk about certain issues that were specific to that time… Yeah, like I, don't, whole... I don't remember what was discussed there. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe we can just like set it out for those who… I doubt many people have watched it. Yeah. So Citizen Kane is about a guy who's like really, really rich. Mm. Um, I mean he's a trust fund baby basically. Yeah. And he opens up a newspaper uh, business. He becomes a mogul. Oh no, so it starts off with him dying. And then he says, what's that line? Huh? Rosebud. Yeah, Rosebud, Rosebud. And then he dies. And then he goes through his life from childhood up to him, you know, getting this, this industry. Him wanting to become, uh, you know, run for politics. But he's downfall because of his past. And, yeah. You know, his, you know, infatuations. And then that decline lah, until he erects his palace for, towards himself. And he stay there, stays there and he dies alone. And everyone is trying to figure out what is Rosebud. The 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 rose bud part of it is pretty anticlimactical. Mm. I don't know. Like some have argued that it it goes back to a time when he was happier. Yeah. As a child. Yeah, but and I get that, but I still feel it's anticlimactical. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I like the cultural relevance of it all. Like, yeah. So, I, what is the political? I mean, if you, for example, if we did a whole thing where we were like, oh. This is a man who had to buy a newspaper and he's into politics. Mm. I want it all. Mm. You know, I, I doubt people are necessarily like that. It feels like an old child's parable where they're like, you see this man, he wanted to be in charge and now he's all alone. Right. I'm like, okay, 
like at the time, right? In cinema at that time, I can understand how like there needs to be this sort of like uh, catharsis for the audience member to go, okay, that's not me. I can learn from this. But doesn't it go against the whole uh, great men trope, which I know you kind of yeah. feel strongly against? Right. But again, it's still a parable. Instead of go, like, I would have liked it if, frankly, like, if this was a modern representation, he would have been a lot shoutier and he would have been a cooked up addict going, like, you hear me? That rosebud thing. You never say that shit in my head. And he beats a, secret- a secretary on it. Then I go, ah, much better. But here he's like, no, 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 my newspapers. Yeah, it's the 40s. Like, yeah, no, 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 my politics. So, <laughs> so it feels like that. Again, I can acknowledge the cultural significance. Oh, okay, I get it. I think you're trying to say that the issues that he's Facing seems a bit trivial. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, it's a little trivial and on the nose yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. So anyway, yeah. Sorry, I did Citizen Kane. I think at the time, it was very revolutionary in terms of the filmmaking. Like. Yes, that's, that's yeah. where everyone points to. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the point everyone points yeah. to. So, but anyway, so now this this week I did Aliens. Uh, the mm. So that's the sequel. Not not Alien, but Aliens. So this is the uh, David Cameron James Cameron. Hey, James Cameron. James yeah. Cameron is someone completely different. <laughs> I resigned from office. <laughs> because I need to die like aliens. This cabinet is swarming with xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. They come out so at night. So most. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, so yeah, James Cameron. And he directs his movie. And um, I watched it. And I thought it was really good, man. Is it your first time watching it? I watched it as a child, but I can't remember anything of it. Yeah. I would have been really young. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't think I could remember anything. But um, I, I guess, oh, I actually watched, yeah, actually this is the third one. The, the first classic that I did was actually The Godfather. Okay. I, I did the trilogy again. That also I watched when I was younger, but I completely forgot. Mm. Revisited it. I love The Godfather trilogy. I think it's really, really well done. Especially the first one. So then I did Citizen Kane. And then now, uh, Alien is really good. And honestly… I was so surprised at how feminist this movie was. Mm. And it's so funny because this is such an old, kind of old yeah, movie. Yeah. But it's feminism done really well. Like, it's like, not on the nose. She's like, really badass. Yeah. Um, like, this is a character that anyone could get behind. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, she, and it's, she's badass. Uh, it's, there's no, and she doesn't have to say she's badass. It's not like, on the nose at all. And then I realized that it's so cool because in the end, it becomes a story of her. Like, you know, you know how there's always this sort of like stereotype of this Bruce Willis or Rambo <laughs> character. So in that last scene, she would tapes up all the guns together yeah. to go rescue the girl. Yeah. Yeah. That Now that he's her kind of like daughter figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's so believable. And it's so good. And it's, I, can, I can buy that. I can buy that she would do that. Yeah. Right? Because, and that's why it, I thought it was so beautifully set up because the beginning scene is her losing her daughter. Yeah, so it yeah. explains why at the end she goes through all that uh, all that trouble to, to rescue this girl because this is now her daughter again, right? Mm, yeah. And she goes in and she fights the, the, the queen alien mm. who's basically also a mother yeah. protecting right, her well, children. That's a motherhood movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, you know. Mother movie. Uh, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. Look, if you want to celebrate your woman Sit down with her and watch Aliens. I think I celebrate my mother by yeah. watching <laughs> Aliens. My mom will go, Ayo, why everyone so ugly? <laughs> Do they swear a lot? The film, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Like, decent amount. Not like yeah, crazy. I think yeah. I watch my mom. 
that that scene. Remember where uh, Vasquez was like doing like pull-ups, and then a guy's like, "Anyone ever confuse you for a man?" <laughs> and then she goes, "No." Did they do it for you? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, oh, it was so, so great. great. Yeah. It was so, so great. Right, exactly. That is just, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> and I think like the problem with sort of like feminist… I mean, we spoke about this when we were talking about Cora as well, right? Mm. Uh, and there are a lot of g- girls and women who listen to this podcast who are really nice, who are, you know, really believe in feminism. And I do as well, of course. I think every person should have a fair opportunity mm. and should not be put down because of their gender or their race. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. But I think like what com- what happens is when you have like an overtly on the nose, in your face narrative pushed by a political ideology, it becomes really whiny. Yes. It, yeah. And it becomes yeah. really annoying. Mm. It yeah. becomes really annoying. Look, this is a, a movie that centers around a woman and it is a franchise. A gaming franchise as well. It does. The games that were yeah, yeah. were released, right? And it's it and it's so funny that now we complain when there are no uh, female superheroes or when when they make Ghostbusters all female and and then when people get upset that there's this change, we say it's sexist and it's not lah. You know, it's, it's really yeah. different things. Just I mean, make it's a not that we, it's, it's not like we kind of can't enjoy films starring female characters. No, that's the point. Exactly. We have we have in the past so many times. On numerous occasions. Yeah. Same exactly. goes with video games. Yeah. What and, you know, even like uh, Tomb Raider. And you might argue that Tomb Raider is overly sexualized. But then you have a movie like Aliens, which is not sexual at all. Mm. That's not one. Yeah. It's a Mother's Day movie. It's a Mother's Day movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think uh, Aliens is a great movie. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. We, we highly recommend you watch it. The action is amazing. The characters are well written. Watch the first Alien first though. I made the mistake of watching Aliens. Then I was like, wait a minute. That's what I did as There's well. There's a movie before that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I might watch that soon. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I did as well. Yeah, just, because the beginning part seems a bit… Because I thought Aliens was the first movie. I mean, I just, I just googled up best action films. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> aliens. Okay, Aliens. <laughs> but then you google up best thriller film and then you get Alien. So then you're like… So no, wait a, a minute. Yeah. So Alien is basically uh, more like a… It's what a, if um, uh, your space is like a haunted space? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's like yeah. a haunted house in space, right? So it's yeah. more horror. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is a horror thriller film. Yeah, yeah. Aliens is not so much that. Aliens it's is a war more. Film. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a war film. It just went. It's an action film, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's an action film. But yeah. people who watch Alien, and people who watch, I mean, like. How do you say this? Alien and Aliens are two very different films. Yeah. I'm are. not sure if you would en- most people would enjoy Alien these days. Yeah. Why? It's freaking slow. No, oh. but… It takes its time. It's man. atmospheric. Yeah, but it's very atmospheric. The whole point is to put you in the headspace of the silence. And then when the silence is broken, it's supposed to hit harder because it's so devastating. In Aliens, it's just… We are overwhelmed. It is roaring over our heads. Aliens. Plural. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which was kind of annoying. Why can't you just put two? A good two. Right. What's the difference between… If they were doing the press junkets, they get a question. What's the difference between alien and aliens? The S. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine alien, but more. They're like… Oh, we can really roll with that. Plural <laughs> now. I can imagine like the 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 corporation meetings, the planning, like how are we gonna, you know, this was so successful. How do we like expand this? 
well, Alien was a success. Let's just put in more aliens, you know? Yeah, just, just put in more aliens. It's like, all right, Alien 2. No, wait. Aliens. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a really good sequel. Yeah, yes. it's one of yes, the best exactly. sequels. Talking yeah. about Wonder Woman, you know, being a, also a very bad se- sequel, yeah. Aliens is both very, a very good feminist movie and also a very good sequel. Yeah, one of the best sequels, in fact. Exactly. And in fact, it's a really good standalone film by itself. Yeah, I watched mm. it before the original, so… <laughs> yeah, that's true. It did work. It did work. Yeah. Hmm. So what's the Godfather trilogy? Hmm? The entire Godfather trilogy. Yeah. And you it. like all three of them. Even the third one? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I did. I mean, I think me and Simon spoke about this the last time. I, I did like the third one. I thought, I, I, it, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I think that it was a, I liked the ending. Mm. I thought the relation, the relationship, his daughter, I thought his daughter's character was really weird. And I thought his daughter's uh, love interest yeah. was really weird. And it was also weird to find out that that was… What's the director's name? Uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Yeah. And so, that's his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Sophia. And so, that made it a bit weirder as well. Fun uh, fact, she won a Razzie Award for that performance. <laughs> <laughs> won or was nominated. I think she won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I liked the ending. Because I liked how the it, they drew… A, it was like a comparison between the patriarch, which was played by… Uh, 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 Al Pacino? No, no, no. That's not oh. the Patriarch. Patriarch is Marlon… Uh, oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you meant in the film itself. Yeah. Okay. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Marlon Brando. Vito. And then he's replaced by… Um, um, yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael. Uh, Michael, right? Yeah. Sorry, it's… It's <laughs> 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 to me. Uh, 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 it's been yeah. a while since I've seen the film. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But basically, I like… The, my, the favorite, my favorite thing about the movie is how the Patriarch's… Uh, attributes, or Marlon Brando's attributes are split between his children. Mm-hmm. And how, because they are so splintered, in one is, took the violent uh, part of him and he dies because of that yeah. part of him. You know, one took the wild kind of part of him and so she goes like, and you know, goes on her own tangent. And one just took the calculative, you know, the planner. And so he ends up, so in, compared to the patriarch who dies, loved with everyone, he this this his his successor dies alone. And no one gives a shit about Fredo, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yeah, Fredo. I forgot about Fredo. Yeah, he's the he's the fuck up. Like, yeah, and nobody cares about him. Yeah. So anyway, do you, you guys are like movie buffs, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you all? What is the m- first movie you ever remember watching that made like a type of impact on you? Jurassic Park. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, really. Yeah, and I watched it all three in one go. Do you know Lord of the Rings was written by a Catholic man? Yes. <laughs> I feel really proud of that fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Lord of the Rings is written in the spirit of Catholicism. Yeah, I know, I know. And C.S. Lewis did a shitty it's job because so it's yeah. all yeah. allegories. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I have Catholic friends. All right? And I was like, I have the Chronicles of Narnia. And he's like, oh, okay, you've got lions and tin men and you have this silly little fantasy book. Because, right, because Tolkien was… I, I know what Tolkien was, was doing. Tolkien was writing his work in a sense like, you know what? Symbolism. I want to create my own world that is a part of me. And the, due to the fact that it's a part of me and Catholic, yeah. of course some of that is infused in there organically and very seamlessly and yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Lewis is like, you know what? I'm going to write a work because <laughs> this guy's writing work. You got Christian's allegories in there? Well, and then Tolkien would be like, 
a few. And you'll be like, wow, okay. <laughs> I would have more than a few. Yeah. No, C.S. Lewis just took Christian characters and just changed them with talking animals. Yes. That's all he did. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And I was so annoyed because the first film right, I was watching, right? You know, there's a small like Christian like like triumphalist part of me that watches it like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe during Easter. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then I watched like Prince Caspian. like, nah, it's fine. And then you watch Boys to the Dawn and you're like, Please. what was going on here? Yeah. And oh, I hate the third film because I was watching it with my with my non-Christian friends. Like one of them was Muslim, and like there's this scene right where the rat right bows to Aslan right says like Aslan, I'm not. Ratatouille. Wo- yeah, yeah, the rat. <laughs> yeah, the the rapici or the ratatouille <laughs> or the or the ratatouille <laughs> whatever lah. We just call Remy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Remy bows down to Aslan and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not worthy to enter into your kingdom or whatever, but I hope you remember me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then he goes like, today, Dude. you will enter into my kingdom. And I'm like, eat shit. Eat shit right there. And like, I saw my friend Amir and he was like, he's nearly tearing up. He's like, oh, no, 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 that was it the is the nose. The <laughs> so okay, okay. So your problem with it is it's too on the nose. Yala, you lazy fucker. <laughs> Can I just say that I really like the C.S. Lewis books. I, I just want to say I'm not bashing Nanya. <laughs> but even when I read Nanya as like a 10-year-old, even as a 10-year-old when I was reading the book, I'm like, this is this sounds really Christian. Like because the, the allegory, right? like, like the sheep, like Aslan Sali becomes like a lamb. That's such a like, Christian image. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and the way he talks about his father, I think it's like, I can't remember what the, it the is. The kid, the emperor beyond the sea. Or emperor something. beyond the sea. And yeah. I think that it's like, this is really Christian. And at the time, you know, we don't really have, like internet was slower. Mm. So you go on Wikipedia and you wait like five minutes for one page to come up. With <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> but then the I read, phone line out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then I I found out, that, you know, yes, yes, this is a, a Christian. And Nanya is basically uh, allegories about the Christian faith, which was, I thought it, it, it was good. Lah. It was yeah, good. exactly. But LLTR is much better because they were like… Because, you know, they weren't so like… Ha! Yeah. In your face! Because Frodo is like the person who carries his cross and the atonement is lamb. Gandalf is the is the priest, priest. And then like Aragorn is clearly the king. And there's and all that, these very And there's a, a Mary uh, character. Yeah. There's What's even, her name? Uh? The, the fair one. The... Eowyn? There were only two women there. <laughs> Eowyn and Arun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one that's super shiny, the one that oh Galadriel, Galadriel. Oh. yeah, Galadriel. Oh, three women there, three women there. Galadriel is yeah. a Mary figure, and that's from Tolkien himself because I I listened to an interview with Tolkien. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, all that is fine. I'm like watching it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, even without the Christian allegories, like it still works. A good piece of storytelling. Right. Exactly. Which one? Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Can you? No, Lord of the Rings is more more like he said. Like. It's re- it's actually a book about Tolkien. Mm. It's not a book about Christianity. It's a book about yeah, yeah, Tolkien. Yeah. And part of Tolkien is Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Right, and exactly. so it comes out in that book, right? Yeah. He's also very anti-industrialist. Mm. Because he… The, and that's why the scoring of the Shire just came into the book. Because I guarantee you, Christians read the book and they're like… And you come in with a specific like religious lens, you're going to have trouble with certain parts. He's like, I like the part about Gandalf rising up again. I have a problem with the ugly orcs. I have a problem with the scoring of the Shire where he's against industry because I'm an industry man myself. So you're like, okay. So then you acknowledge it's about Tolkien. I think like, PC culture could have, can have a problem with it too because I remember watching it recently. I see the villains. I'm like, wow, a lot of brown flesh there. 
Oh the east, the eastern <laughs> like, wow. oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't care obviously but I just noticed that. Yeah, you noticed the the, the Easterlings are the most awkward part about it because they were like, look at these exotic folks on their giant elephants. You know, it's <laughs> no, but it's it's a lot of old fantasy novels do that where the West is always depicted as the good, good kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have the they don't say Asian or you know or they don't even use East, but that's the connotation lah. Yeah. There's another uh, fantasy series that uh, books that I used to love. Uh, they called what is it? The shoot. The the, the main character I remember is his name is uh, Bulgarian lah. It's it's a real it's an epic fantasy. It's written by uh, ah damn it, David Eddings. It was a very uh, it was a bestseller. But it was like the one of the last um, traditional fantasy novels that did okay. really really well, you know. After that, fantasy became a lot more modern. But you know that whole story of the the boy collecting all the his companions and mm. they go fight the evil character yeah. and then they, you know he becomes yeah. the king in the end. That was the he, that's basically the story. And that was one of the last epic fantasy stuff. And it's really funny when I reread it now as I'm older because it's super funny because now it's so obvious that he just took like. Uh, the Wizard the, of Oz. No, he just took countries in our world now yeah. as stereotypes and made them into characters. Oh. So, he, there's one race of people called the Alons who are basically Americans. The protagonist actually is the king of uh, like something like the British uh, yeah. uh, country. Uh, and then you have all the bad guys. And then there's one, they're called the Tornadrons lah. So they are basically really money-minded. They control the roads, uh, hostels. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have a legion, uh, like an army. So they're super efficient and effective. Okay. <laughs> so you can either be like Jewish or… Chinese uh, people. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, all the bad guys are East. You know like… Yeah, yeah. And their names are like Arabic in a, a little oh, bit. A little bit Arabic, <laughs> you know. Al-Mudorok or something. You know like, you know so… Salazar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, female characters… It's so, so funny. The female characters are so, so sexist. <laughs> like, you have, like, the main sorceress, right? So, there are two sorcerers that are really powerful. And their father and daughter. So, the daughter is also a sorceress. Super powerful, right? But she loves to cook. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at the end, she just wants to have a home with a kid and her husband. <laughs> and then, the Bulgarian's uh, fiancé uh, collects an army to go and rescue him, right? She collects all these different armies to come together and she just hands the army to the, the general. Ay, oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but it's just, it's, but it's, you know, it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so sure he was not sexist. In fact, David Eddings wrote most of the books with his wife. I'm sure his wife was, I think his wife may have told him, I would like to just cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he was probably basing it on his wife. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, art imitates life and vice versa. So, I think there's a way you can tell when somebody is being… Uh, I think when we, when something is a product of its time and when something is being willfully malicious. Yeah. And I know texts that are willfully malicious. And that is H.P. Lovecraft <laughs> when he describes certain races. Because even for his time, people are like… Okay, we're not fond of them, yeah. but we don't write about them <laughs> nearly as because he implied that certain races were like fish people. Right. That one is out of bounds, lah. That one, and he didn't say right. I created a specific race that may be an allegory for certain races mm. that are fish people. He just said 
you, sir, who are African-American, may be a fish man. Mm. And then, if you are a black guy, you go, excuse me? That's <laughs> <laughs> like trolling, man. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, he's, he's a troll. Yeah. yeah. I kind of respect that. How <laughs> <laughs> would you feel if he came up to, to Indian people and went like, you know what? I wrote these people who have tentacles in their back. You people, I like them. <laughs> Dude, like, at least you're being really explicit about it. I mean, <laughs> if he was trolling as well, it would be, be funny. It would be yeah. fair. La. But then I think that there are people like, whoa, actually, who's the guy who wrote uh, uh, Jungle Book? Uh, I don't know, man. What's his name? Uh? Can we Google it really quickly? <laughs> Root. Keep. Uh, damn it. It's a rupee call. Uh, that's <laughs> I think, uh, think uh, rupee call is sexist. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I see a lot of like girls on Instagram quoting her. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Jungle book. What is it called again? Yeah. But he was racist. Like he was really racist. Mm. And it's funny because he wrote a beloved Indian. Oh, Ru- yeah. Oh, his his name is real weird. Ruyard Kipling. Yeah. Ryan, oh, Ryan Kipling, yeah. Ryan Kipling, yeah. Rudyard, I think it's pronounced Rudyard Kipling. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but he was like really, uh, not sexist. He was really racist because he did a lot of work in India. Um, you know what's another funny thing about Narnia and Lord of the Rings? Right. Like Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis were actually I- in the First World War. Yeah, right? they were best friends. They were buddies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they were actually in the First World War and I always found it interesting how they depicted wars, right? Like, C.S. Lewis in Narnia, there are still a lot of battles. Mm. And you know, the good guys still win and the, the bad guys still lose, right? Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings is a bit more complicated. Lord of the Rings is the story of you fighting with someone and knowing that that's going to destroy you but you still have to fight with that someone yeah, yeah. Mm. for the sake of good lah. And I think that's a very complicated and a very interesting um, 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 concept lah. Yeah. But they win the First World War, which was a horrible war. Like people forget how bad the yeah. First World War was. There's no anesthesia. <laughs> no. They, that, they were fighting like the 19th century, but with 20th century machinery. Yeah. yeah. So the First World War was the first time there was artillery fire. Oh, and scary. those guys were walking in. The French were walking in with like plumed hats, coloured like they were. They were still thinking that it was like the Napoleon, the Napoleonic wars, wars where you just march in yeah. and just, just shoot one another. And so the Germans come in, see all these coloured fellas. So <laughs> it's so easy to spot them. Yeah, shoot them. Those guys don't even wear helmets. What? They didn't wear helmets. I mean, I think the fatality rate was higher in the First World War. Was yeah, it? I mean, I, I think, think the Second World War was pretty. It was high too, definitely, yeah. but yeah. no doubt about that. I think the yeah, but I think the the First World War was terrifying because you had all this new technology and, and everyone didn't know what, what to do with yeah. it. Yeah, like yeah. French warfare was basically started during the First World War. Mm. So what would happen is there'll be two different camps stuck because of artillery fire. They can't go anywhere, you know. They are really stuck at one place. So the only thing they can do, and they are both getting killed, shot the only thing they can do is dig down. Yeah. And so they build these trenches. And that's how trench warfare begins. Yeah. Then, gas warfare. Also, first time. They got no mask. <laughs> they just throw in yeah, gas man. and kill them. It was insane. But, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis still sort of present a heroic 
interpretation of war, which is interesting to me, where you compare with George R. Martin, right? Yeah. Who's never been in any war. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's but he kind of shows war as being really brutal. And, and hellish and, and awful. Yeah. And yeah. people generally being, you know, always with a vested interest mm. and blah, 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 yeah. blah. I just always found it really fascinating. Yeah. I think Tolkien and Lewis wanted to believe it was for something. So they had to incorporate it into their writing. Martin doesn't necessarily have a stake to have war mean for anything. In fact, it's possible that his idea of war could serve an anti-war message. So he wrote it in such a vivid manner. I think he's wanted to see something cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In war, it's just like, uh, there are usually like two war episodes. Yeah, exactly. There are about like two war episodes. Most of it's just talking or scheming in the, in the sidelines or whatever. So yeah, the good majority of, um, of Lord of the Rings is ultimately about Yes, war. Because I've seen the films. They don't always depict war in a very friendly manner. But they do say like, it can be for something. And it is worth something. Mm. So that's Tolkien's vision of the war. But I find it problematic that some people say, right, oh, then you're viewing war in a heroic light. I'm like, I'm not viewing war in a heroic light. I'm saying war can be for heroic okay. reasons. Yeah. War is always evil, but heroic instances can come out of, mm. of yeah, war, yeah. right? Yeah. Tolkien would much rather have a world where Sauron isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> he much rather not have to fight at all. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's always, I think George R. Martin also, to a certain extent, wants to be… I mean, he wants to avoid tropes. Yeah. And you know, the good guy always coming out. It's a trope. Right? That's why it's so subversive. Yeah. yeah. Like killing everyone. Yeah, and even uh, George R. Martin said his biggest. He always had a big issue with Tolkien mm. because he hated that he hated the fact that Tolkien brought back Gandalf. Mm. Oh, he said his biggest thing. He always found it damn annoying. He thought he thought that Tolkien was so uh, revolutionary for killing off Gandalf because you know Gandalf was such an important character yeah. and he, Gandalf should have remained dead. He felt like it was lip service to the fans. Oh, uh, actually, yeah, I kind of see where it's coming from. No, I really do. It's, I love Gandalf. It's I like Gandalf way too, too convenient. Yeah, Gandalf really dies, convenient. comes back, now he's Gandalf the White. And take account that I've only seen the films. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And like, yeah. I came back because I came back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Iru Luvata and his infinite <laughs> ah, la, la. I, I don't read, okay? <laughs> no, he, look, yeah, Iru Luvata. I'm sure there was an explanation in the, in the book. I'm sure there was. But in the film. Who is going to lead the offense at Ministry of Pippin? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we always mention Pippin but we don't mention the other brother? Uh, they brothers. They're brothers, right? No, they're okay. cousins. <laughs> they're cousins. Everyone in the Shires are cousins. Cousin. Okay, as far I as… I they were like, just friends. I don't know. Like, Maria, Doc, Brandy Bark even, and Harrigan Even too. Frodo and Sam are related. Dude, they're like gardeners. No, they're related also. Are you, oh, they're man. related. Okay, now I'm trying to… Like you and BS. Banda Sri Damansara is a weird. Sam, Sam said he only wants to date within Banda Sri Damansara. I feel Banda Sri Damansara, which is just a giant circle, is a weird, incestual no, it's not. commune. Okay, it's, okay, it's not. Fantastic. This guy wants it to be like that. I don't. I think BSD is a multicultural, diverse group. I saw two white fellas jogging yesterday. Oh, wow. Of course. Oh, wow. That, Cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes it a safe neighborhood. We are pretty much Desa Park City. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that. You're Desa Park City light. Yeah, you, yeah, you have Nando's, we have Root Base. <laughs> <laughs> you root have, Base, oh shit. <laughs> we, you, but, you have a. Uh, I remember when the McDonald's first came up. 
Yeah. Everyone in Kapong raved about the McDonald's there for some reason. Yeah. In, in where? Yeah, it was a, it was a cultural landmark for some reason. Yeah, we were now. Uh, no, but to be fair, I feel it still is though. Yeah, but here's the thing: we got McDonald's that, before the capacity had McDonald's. <laughs> Does Disney Park City have McDonald's? Now it does. <laughs> no, but that McDonald's in Banasina Mansara is pretty iconic, I feel. Yeah. It is. Everyone's like, near McDonald's, they're oh, okay. It's a building. Because that place is like, it's like the mama of Banasina Mansara. Like a yeah. lot of people mm. hang out there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Like before the MCO, you could go like one, two, three in the morning. It would still be full. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. You still get Ayam Goreng it too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I know you're really happy to hear good things about BSD. Yeah. Yeah, you should because BSD is like the shy. Why were we talking about Lord of the Rings and Narnia again? I don't know. This I mean We were talking about films that we enjoyed and then you guys oh, started. Right. And then you guys Oh shit, we haven't finished that discussion. Yeah. So your 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 movie is Law of the Rings. Yes. Why? Because for the because it reminds me of Bandashita Pachar. <laughs> The Shire is Bandar Sri Damansara. Ampang is Mordor. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How is it? Think about it. Oh, in Kuala, cool okay, like, in Kuala okay. Lumpur, okay, Kuala okay. Lumpur is like Mordor. You even have Baradur sticking out of the city. Okay, in, the, in that case then, I would say, what's the Mary character again? Mary? Uh, in For BSD? No, 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 no. For, for, for Lord of the Rings, what's the name? What's the name? Galadriel. Uh, yeah, Galadriel. Galadriel, it would be Hannah Yo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely it would be Hannah Yo. Who would be Sauron? Sauron and Najib. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Why? He's not in power. He has, okay, he has okay his, I guess it's fine now. Yeah, he has his regions. Even so, he, he was defeated and then they destroyed Who's, the oh one. Oh shit! Who, Gandalf is Mahate. Yeah. Okay, okay. He, he re- no, no, wait. Lisa, it makes sense. He retires as Gandalf the Grey. He comes back as Gandalf the White. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> like the comeback story for Mahate. That's Gandalf's story. Okay, then. Okay, let's... So is Said Sadiq Frodo? I'm kind of scared to go into this conversation. <laughs> Sai Sadiq is… Sai Sadiq is Frodo. Sai like he's more arrogant though. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Mm. You know what? I think Aragorn is everyone. So, 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 what's the the dwarf's name? Gimli. Gimli. So, Gimli would be Matsabu. <laughs> and Legolas is clearly <laughs> Lim Kuan <laughs> And Tony Pua is our Aragorn. <laughs> oh shit. This is so funny. What the heck? Oh man. And on the day of election. Yeah! <laughs> oh man. That's funny though. So BN was the ox lah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, dude, uh, well... <laughs> So okay, so your your big movie that made an impact, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Yours is Jurassic Park. Why Jurassic Park? Dude, that sense of wonder you get watching a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. That encapsulates everything about a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was pretty young watching it. Yeah. So that was just it reminded you about that's just what a blockbuster is yeah. and what cinema is. It's it's hard to actually express how you how you like got into it. I right. guess. Like, what about you? Yeah. Uh-huh. What about you? I think for me, it's Lion King. Lion King. Yeah, because wow. I I remember crying. I guess like a seven eight year old crying to Lion King 
when like the father like Mufasa dies. Oh, okay. So that was the first movie that ever emotionally moved me. Curiously enough, the second one would be Titanic. But I, <laughs> looking back when I watch it now, I was like, well, I really don't understand. I don't think I, I, as a child, I could have understood what exactly was going on. How old were you when you watched Titanic? Would have been in primary school. Did you Titanic, watch the rose scene? The what? <laughs> That's the thing. That's what I'm thinking. The what? The rose scene. You know, they have sex in the... Yeah, yeah, I know the, that one. But yeah. Car, right? You, you, you form an emotional <laughs> attachment with one of the characters. You were like, Oh, mommy, I need your baby. As far as I was concerned, they were kissing passionately. <laughs> as far as I was concerned... Yeah. Like, the car scene is still okay as a child because you don't see anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't mm. see. So you will not understand what's going on. But the drawing her naked though, I Would wonder... You? I wonder how I reacted when I... Or whether my parents like just like... Close my eyes. Yeah. Well, I can't remember. I remember what happened. For me, in that scene, my mom told me to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an astro, by the way. Yeah, it so was an astro. It would be censored. It would have been censored, yeah. But you know, I like your point about how, like, when we were young, going to the cinema was like an experience. Yeah. And there was this, you know, those epic blockbusters that that everyone would like sort of prepare for. Like, like you know, I think that age is gone already. Like, mm. you know, last time if it was like a Will Smith movie or a Tom Cruise movie, there was so much hype that surrounded yeah, yeah. it, right? Mm. And it was like this like, real experience. Or if it was a Disney movie, mm. it'd be such a big experience. But now, not really because the movie landscape now is basically Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You have one-off movies like Tenant that sparks some... Yeah, a Nolan film is like the... Yeah. yeah and I, I just want to say, I abhor... Like like Disney Marvel films yeah. and what they've done to it because I I just want to let you know have you the first Iron Man you saw right directed mm. by John Favreau is not a Disney film mm. because Paramount at the time had the film had comic book film ambitions not Disney Disney bought uh, the after Paramount but essentially right what you were going to get was essentially right really grizzled and occasionally corny like like characters. Mm. Like Captain America if Paramount took over would not have been like, oh, I'm just a little guy trying to do the right thing. They would have been like, boy, as hell. But now yeah. I know a lot of people I know a lot of people that like the Captain America movies, but I never I don't. I never really liked it. But I know some people really like the storytelling. You know my my cousin Kyle, he does he uh, is co writer for Police Evil. <gasps> and so I love Police Evil. <laughs> Samuel, is this not one of your lies? Oh, I love Police Evil. He's the one that wrote the 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 Hadi character. <laughs> yeah, you know they had to go meet before the movie came out. He's talking about the second one because there's like a Islamic yeah. villain character. He's past, a narco death cult. <laughs> past past protested. So my cousin and the other two writers had to go meet um, the Imam for KL. Mm? Before the movie came yeah. out. And they had to have like a discussion about it. Oh, man. I but he that. said that the imam was really cool and oh. really understanding and everything. The imam probably laughed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's cool. Like. Because for the imam also, that character is Ajaran Sasad. Mm. So it's not painting Islam in a bad way. It's yeah. actually, you know, saying that this character is using Islam in a wrong yeah, way. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. a, a takedown on Islam. No. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but my my cousin Carl, he 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 liked the Captain America movies. In fact, he he has a different take. Like he feels that, you know, 
every time you look back, you always like tend to see things in rose tinted glasses. Mm, and yeah. you know, one day people are going to be talking about remember all those great Marvel movies, and now mm. cinema sucks so much, and we don't have that quality of movies anymore. He, so he is more like it's just you tend to complain about things in the moment, but going down is going to be fine. Like, it's not the death of. No, like. I mean, I just don't think the Marvel movies are that great. Yeah, they're very forgettable unless they're big set pieces. Okay, so I'm going to list a couple. And if you can remember any sort of emotion from it, yeah, just rattle off. Mm. Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man looked cool. Okay. I think it was aesthetically, the design that, you know… I think it was visually. charming. Uh. Alright. That was mostly where it, where it was at. He was a charming character. And at the time… Um, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, after that, we saw a lot of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, we saw playing. a little too much. Of <laughs> we saw Robert Downey Jr. playing Robert Downey Jr. in everything. <laughs> yeah. We saw him playing Robert Downey Jr. in Sherlock. We saw him playing Robert Downey Jr. in uh, What's the Doolittle. Just the same thing over and over. Yeah. <laughs> he was great in Tropic he Thunder. He was anything but Robert Downey he Jr. Was, Tropic Thunder is such a great movie. Yeah. yeah. He should have won an Oscar for. For, for that. It was the same year as Heath Ledger though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think… <laughs> fair enough. But if not for Heath Ledger, he should have got the Oscar. He was an Australian playing… A black man. No, no, no. Yes. It was something else. He was playing a black man. No, no. He was. But yeah. it was three la layers. Right? Yeah. When he deconstructs, he goes three levels down. So he was an Australian… I think playing a gay British guy. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Like… like there were scales to it. Yeah. So then he has to like go back down. It was super, super funny. Yeah. It was so good. And a movie so like bad. that, you know, that character would not be, won't be not done today, now. Man. You're not getting that. Which is so sad. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was controversial back then. So. Oh, yeah. Not like, too badly. La. Still okay. Yeah. But it was such a great movie. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what were we talking about before this? Wait, wait, wait. Before Tropic Thunder? <laughs> wait, what was it before this? Marvel right, movies. Sorry, yes, Marvel we're movies. listing down some yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Iron Man. Okay, yeah. Thor the Dark World. Thor the what? Sucks. Thor the, yeah, I see. That <laughs> the is dark your, world, dark world. Yeah. You know, it was Thor before he became like funny. Oh. Remember? That oh. is the perfect encapsulation. Yeah, Thor yeah. before he became <laughs> funny. Thor, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Strange. I kind of like it, man. I like Doctor Strange. Do you remember the plot? I I, I know. I like the, the, the nice imagery. Yeah. Again, I think Doctor Strange, the imagery is nice. But I think actually, of all the movies, I was most disappointed with Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange is such an I think in terms of plot. Because Doctor Strange is such an interesting character. But I felt his development, character development was like so like… Lackluster. He, yeah, like he goes to… He goes to this place, meets this white monk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know why? And, and the, yeah. the training is so like… Ooh, not, I can play with lights. It's not great. It looks cool but I just feel like… You know, he's a… So I don't get the feeling of him being the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. Right. I don't feel it. Right? I feel like Multiverse of Madness could do something better. Yeah. With Sam Raimi directing it. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. You, the, the reason why the ancient one is Tilda Swinton and not some… Like, China. Yeah. Very good. Yes. China. Because the man is actually Tibetan and China does not like, you know, the idea of Tibet being a free state. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, yeah, we have to So, they changed it to… They, got, they changed the, the, the background story because of that. Because yeah. of their money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, next one. Yeah, okay. Ant-Man. <laughs> I liked Ant-Man. Okay. I liked Ant-Man because I thought Ant-Man was actually different. It was charming. But yes, I I like Ant-Man. I don't like what they did to his character. Right, right, right. Working class, dad, big fat joke. Yeah. In yeah. every way possible. They treat him like dirt. 
Right, right, right. It's annoying, man. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. You do the same for Chris. Okay. Go to the next one. <laughs> Yeah, you I know what you're going to say. I know you're going to say Chris Pratt from Guardians. Of yeah, the they tweet. Galaxy. Why do they just hate on the working class guy? <laughs> yeah, the rich guy gets like. I never actually saw it that way, but now that you point it out, yeah, it is interesting. Like, uh, this is even a super Marxist. Well, reading. Captain America is technically yeah. no, he's not working class. He's like a soldier. Right? Yeah, not really working class. Mm. Yeah, he just got like, but you know, he deserves it because you know. He was the nice guy. But if you're just like the father who just tries to make it through or you're like some schmuck man, you're like, oh, you don't get complexity. Mm. You get this. You're just a goofball dad. Yuck, yuck. Except for volume two of Guardians of the Galaxy. I felt that Chris Pratt got his, oh, yeah. his duty. The Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy films, they… I like those films. Yeah. They I were like pretty great. Well. Like honestly, those were the those are the two genuinely great films. Yeah. I mean, I consider to be great. Yeah, yeah. In the MCU. Because he brought something different. Like. Yeah. James Gunn is… A, he had a story to tell. Yep. Yeah. And I like the, the second movie, the opening scene where they're fighting the big monster. Then yeah, the tentacle. Groot, yeah, yeah, Groot yeah. just does his dance around. I think that's so good. Well done. I really enjoyed that, that opening. Hmm. I really enjoyed that opening. Alright. The amount of effort they would have put in for that opening. It is actually… From what I heard, it was pretty mad, man. Like, yeah. The amount of stuff they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, nobody really paid attention to him because they were like… Oh, um, this is a personal story and this is a personal piece, so I'm gonna zone out. Just let me know when the end credits drop something important for the main plot. Mm. So I I really hate Marvel movies because people don't watch the film for the plot of the film. They watch it for what's going to come next after. Mm. So I'm essentially watching a prolonged advertisement. Yeah. And it infuriates me to yeah. no end. I like the I like the the Avengers movies themselves. I like the first Avengers movie. Mm, actually, I I I, re- I really liked. I I think um, Infinity, Infinity War, War. Yeah, Infinity. Infinity War or Infinity Wars. I think uh, that was my favorite. Uh, okay, I thought it was good because that felt like really like grand. Mm. Like it reminded me of a Star Wars movie like back in the day, mm. like original three. You know how vast it was. Yeah, I felt that with like. Uh, Avengers that I've never felt within uh, any other movie. Like. Okay. I know Age of Ultron as well was pretty good actually. You wanted a few, man. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know a lot of people don't like Age of Ultron but I liked it. I also like… Uh, what's his name? Um, what's the Ultron guy? Uh, David Spade. Yeah, I love David Spade. Mm. So I, yeah. maybe that's why as well. But I, again, that was I thought it was an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was… A, yeah, Ultron actually… I would have liked if he just focused on Ultron. If they didn't bring in the Maximoff twins, that was I was like ah some like some a bit lah. Have you all watched uh, Wonder Vision? No man. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Right. I I I write for hype, so essentially all I get bombarded <laughs> with is, hey, is it Mephisto yet? No. Is it Mephisto yet? No. Is it Mephisto yet? Yes. Really? No. <laughs> but you finished? Have you finished watching it? Yes. So there's no. I'm, I'm you not. You sound like you don't like it. I am. Again. If you've never seen shows like The American, Russian Doll, Homeland, or uh, Maniac, or any other Netflix show with these sort of… You, you all know these shows because I'm sure you all watch these shows where it starts off with a foggy premise that slowly gets teased out into a wider reveal. Yeah. Why is it so special when Marvel does it? Right. Why? Because they're quirky? <laughs> Fine. That's, I'll give you points. Mm-hmm. The same thing when Winter Soldier 
first came out. Everyone was like, it's a spy thriller. What, what do you call it? Yeah, it's a it's a spy, it's a spy uh, keeper sort of film. Yeah. But yeah, you're not special. I'm sorry. Just because you get some colourful fella in time <laughs> to do the exact same thing that they did in other series, you're not special. <laughs> I think there's a lot of hype. I, I actually agree with you. And I, I think it's a bit controversial because actually the the reviews for Honor Vision is super positive. But that's not the only one. I also have another one which is uh, Mandalorian. Mm. Have you watched it? Yes. Mandalor- Mandalorian is also another one with really, really great reviews. And same with Wonder Vision. I think both series are fine but not to warrant the reviews that they're getting. Like, I think it's a solid 7. But you're talking about it like it's a 10. Yeah, yeah which is they're why… talking about it like Mandalorian changed the… the, the <laughs> this, like, yeah. landscape of uh, TV shows. I'm like, no, what? Firefly! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, isn't that controversial now? Because of Whedon? Yeah. Not, no, well, fine, whatever lah. But fit, but you have to admit, Star Wars is baby tights. Mandalorian is baby tights. Next to Firefly. Because Firefly is amazing. So whenever mm. people go like, is Mandalorian great? I go, eat shit. Go watch Well, Firefly. that's also because no one watched Firefly. Firefly is one of those cult, yeah, cult series, you know? Yeah. More people watched what? Castle. <laughs> Why is that so familiar? Because the, it's the same. Uh, yeah, the... yeah, it's Nathan Fillion oh, and Stana yeah. going around and solving this. <laughs> yeah, open watch castle. He's a writer, right? <laughs> He's a book writer that goes around and solves crimes with the police. Cop. Dude, that is. Uh, that show was so Star Wars. Mm, like, you so <laughs> Star Wars. That's an amazing quote. That 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 series was so Star Wars. Yeah. I totally understood what you were saying. <laughs> it really was really Star Wars. Yeah, this is the same place you can find according to Jim or Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, according All, to Jim was awesome. Yeah, for uh, for, for for our Scrubs also. Actually, Scrubs was great, but when I rewatched it, it I feel it's uh, not aged well. Yeah, the, the Office has aged well. Okay, I I tried watching The Office. It's okay lah. Which season do you start with? Only the first season. I've only seen the first season. That's the problem. It gets… The first season is not great. You have to start with the second season. The second season is where it's really, really good. Yeah, because I, I have been watching clips of The Office and I have to say, some of the stuff there, right? It's not… Because some of it isn't like, oh, this is quirky and relatable. There are a couple of annoying bits in the first season. Mm-hmm. By the time it reaches the second season, you're like, what is wrong with you? You're mad for this. <laughs> Do some work lah. <laughs> You know, I watch these shows like shit, like Thirty Reasons Why. Mm. I don't watch it. Yeah, he like, loves. He, I don't. <laughs> I don't love it. I cringe watch it. No, I watched Thirty Reasons Why. I think I thought the first season was okay. It was good. He kept showing me the broomsticks here. I don't. Oh, I didn't. Shit. I didn't keep showing it to you. Shit, you asked shit. me what happened. Okay, I just that showed was. It to you. I felt that was unnecessary, la. That was a bit too much, la. I mean, he got the response it wanted to. It, I just felt. Know? Yeah, it's like shock value, la. Yeah. That was unnecessary, la. I I I. Why did you talk about this, lah? Now I remember. I have <laughs> forgotten this thing for over a year plus. I've left that out of my my. I, yeah. Well, watch it. I remember. Shit. Yeah. Well, I remember watching Thirteen Reasons Why. At least commentaries on it, and I thought, oh man, you guys are bad. Like it feels like it trivializes more than it tries to. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It to no, help. it doesn't trivialize. It romanticizes. Yeah, it does. It really that does romanticize. It, does. Yeah. it really does romanticize. Like, I watch these shows, I mean, any high school drama or even anything related to work. Do they actually, like, go to any classes? Mm. 
doesn't reflect reality. Yeah. Mm. No one goes to classes. It, it seems that they're doing more time with extracurricular activities than they are actually studying. No, but that's like a that's that's been the case since like 90210 or like DOC or One Tree Hill. I don't know whether you guys watched that, but those teenagers, like, you know, it's so funny because like when I was in high school, let's say I was watching DOC or One Tree Hill, technically we're supposed to be the same age. Yeah. But I don't we relate. were completely different. Yeah, I don't relate to any of your problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those people are not real. You know, they don't exist. You don't. They're freaking thirty years acting as sixteen years. Yeah. Okay, I am fine with that. I am willing to just suspend my disbelief. Sure. All right. Can I just say it's a little weird how much like grown ass adults fetishize teenage sex? This was something we also spoke about. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, do you realize, right, in a lot of these shows, right, they're like, oh, they're kind of going to make love for the first time. And if you're a teenager, you're like, you have all these emotions in your life. If you're writing about it, it's like, oh, it's so romantic and sweet. But if you're grown as 30 year old, yes, and then he put his uh, underage hand, under your underage shirt to touch her, underage body, you go, oh, God, you creeps. Someone has to write it, lah. <laughs> Someone has to write. I mean, if you're writing about high schoolers, you have to write about high schoolers poking up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, but I guess it is interesting to think about how they are when they're writing it. You know, it is. I mean, you could look at your own past experiences. Yeah. Like when you but, were younger or whatever. But that's crazy. There is a lot of sexualizing in this. Even if you watch some of the Nickelodeon shows, which you used to watch back in the day, it's actually, there are like some really overtly sexual. You know, Ariana Grande was in one of those series. What, uh, what is it? Victorious. Uh, no, there was one she did ah. with the iCarly girl. Ah, I can't, a, yeah. Don't ask me how I know these things, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to… Re- I was a 16-year-old watching iCarly. I thought yeah, iCarly I, was actually really funny. But they really over-sexualized Ariana Grande. In Sam and Cat. Yeah. I, I actually didn't watch Sam You can Cat. just go on YouTube and just put in like… Ariana Grande, over-sexualized, oh. whatever. Then you'll see the… I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you, for you after this. It's really pretty crazy. La, some of the things they wrote. So the writers, whoever wrote that, like these are like really overtly, like you know that the writers did it purposefully. So it's really weird. Yeah, now. yeah. You know what you mean. And uh, now we know lah because it's all Epstein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Epstein was paying for all of this. Epstein. <laughs> Epstein was paying for all of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, what, what's your issue with uh, 13 Reasons Why? Yeah, I was just going to mention that why don't these people go to classes? <laughs> That's it. But did why? you like it? Did you like the new season? I liked the first season. Yeah. yeah. And everything else was just not very good. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know why I continued watching it. <laughs> it was like, okay, I started it. First season done. I should have just continued. It is a good cringe watch show. Like, it should have ended in the first season. Yeah. You know, they, they, again, they only… It's like American problem, right? They always like to juice things for too long. Exactly. Yeah. And then it just loses any sort of flavor. At like the end of after it. a while, it wasn't about Hannah Baker. <laughs> Yeah. It was about school shooter at some point? Yeah. Was it? Okay, I didn't mind the second season. Mm. I thought the whole school shooter thing was… They tried to go somewhere with it. They didn't. Yeah. But other than that… I didn't even watch the third season. I'm ashamed to say I have watched the third season. <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth one. Like. Yeah. In many ways, I feel like 13 Reasons Why is like the Punisher. The Punisher. Are you sad that all those series were discontinued on Netflix? Just the punish, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the da- I mean, Daredevil is pretty amazing. La. I didn't really vibe with it. La. I don't know why. I know a lot, Again, a lot of people say like the Punisher was good. Uh, Luke Cage was good. No. Hey, no. Sorry. Daredevil was good. Luke Cage was good. 
Jessica uh, Jones was really great. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones is the only one that I really I like. love Jessica Jones. But that's also because Jessica Jones had a really good villain. Yeah, Hill Grave was, was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic villain. Yeah. One of the best villains I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Punisher, I want to preface this. I do not like the Punisher because it is any in any way. Dude, this well, guy loves the Punisher. <laughs> okay, but I don't like Look it. Look at his haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yeah. You have the Punisher haircut. <laughs> it's the it's the institutionalized haircut. I love that I love the episode in season two of that. You look like you're going for a communist, <laughs> a communist meeting. You're, you look like you're going for a Mao Zedong rally after this. <laughs> I don't have to wash my hair. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a quote from John Burntoff from The Punisher. <laughs> so like I love I love the the season the episode in Daredevil season 2 where the where the Daredevil fellow what's his name Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Yeah, Matt Murdock yeah, yeah. essentially calls the Punisher like mentally challenged. No, he didn't do that. He did. He did not do that. He was like okay. let me <laughs> Okay. So this guy kept going on and on. <laughs> But how Daredevil called him a… Can I say the word? Uh, yeah, sure. A retard. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. He was going on. He was trying to convince me. In court, he called him a retard. <laughs> he showed me the… <laughs> that word was not uttered. <laughs> the problem with Samuel is… He takes factual things that happens… But then he… Adds layers. Toko tamba Yeah, yeah. Toko <laughs> No, but essentially, Dela, he was like, like the, tr- like the, the he punishment. He just said he couldn't help it. That's all he said. No, he was like, this guy doesn't know right from wrong because he's been in war so many times and he's he's mentally challenged now. And then the punishment. He didn't even say mentally challenged. And then That's the, the punishment is just sitting there like, I'm best, best been in there. You call me every time. I'm going to kill your family. And I was like, wow, this is great. I'm watching your first mentally challenged <laughs> superhero. <laughs> is that true? Is he the first? He's not mentally… Okay, he is a yeah. big No, he's traumatized. Yes. He's traumatized. That's not why I heard. But he doesn't… <laughs> he doesn't belong in special needs. La. All right. <laughs> he doesn't get an OKU sticker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, but I thought… Look, if so... you have PTSD, you don't get an OKU sticker. Oh, okay, but his PTSD is a little bit more PTSD than other people's PTSD. Okay? Let's just say, right? There's something inherently wrong with the Punisher. Like, at, this, at some point, right? Like, you try to talk with him, right? Let, this is how, let's say, an action hero would deal with a situation. Yeah. Hey, give me the bat, guys, now. If you don't want to whip it. This guy, give me the bat, guy. Give me the bat, guy. I'm going to tell you, don't give me, give me the bat, guy. Now. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was never bored watching The Punisher. Even in the boring scenes, he will flip out at any turn. Right. And I, I live to watch the flip outs. But I watch shows like House of Cards. I never see the flip out. I see shows like Jessica Jones. There are some good flip outs, but… I watch Punisher mainly for John, John Burnton's performance. It's an okay show. Yeah, but you watch it. It's damn funny. I think the Ben Affleck Daredevil is the definitive Daredevil. Okay. <laughs> and just like that, we got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the definitive Daredevil. Yeah. Is this your last Rumor Roy podcast? They will, they, they will descend on the Rumor Roy podcast. Are you guys excited for uh, Snyder? It's coming out soon, man. I mean, I'm interested. It's coming out soon. I I have to write about it. I mean, I was I was I was skeptical, but I mean, they said they were reshoots, so reshoots will be diff- something different, lah. This the film is four hours long. <laughs> four hours of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, 
It's not in cinema, so… It's not in cinema lah, but… So your pee won't have to wait lah. You don't need to pee in the popcorn bucket lah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean… But so even Lord of the Rings was long one. Long, Lord of the Rings, the, the last one was what? Yeah, but you got yeah. something out of it. <laughs> the story was told once. Finish. This one is, you're going to watch it again. You're going to watch it right. And the best part is, the film doesn't even have any bearings on the DCEU. Because people are like going up like, so if this show performs well, will you make a, a, a sequel? He's like, not a chance in hell. I mean, it's not, what? Cyborg has already been fired. When is it out, by the way? Uh, 18 March. Yeah. You can get it on like your HBO Max. 18 March. What's the date today? 7th March. Yeah, you're oh. going to get it in 11 days. You're going to get wow. a raging dumpster fire in 11 days. Okay, I, it's probably going to be okay. We should, we should do like a watch party. I'd love to yeah, do a why watch not? party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should totally do a watch party. come over here, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and we'll yeah. find a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call your brother. Yeah. Um, What did I want to ask? I wanted to ask you something. Uh... Do you think that the reason why Justice League was so bad was because Joss Whedon was too distracted with all his the women that he was harassing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> oh well, he was too busy pinching booty to write a proper joke. <laughs> yeah, I actually was really disappointed to hear about the Joss Whedon thing. You know, because I was a, a fan of uh, Buffy and also Angel. He wrote so many strong female characters. How come he three female like this? Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. It's weird, right? Oh, the irony. Yeah. It's really weird. It is really weird. Yeah, exactly. Like Buffy is again one of those good series that was really a good feminist yeah, series. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not not one that was, you know, on the nose or not whiny. It was it was truly empowering. La. Yeah, it was great. And it was written by Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all that Avengers fame got to his head. And he was like, yes, I've seen Scarlett Johansson in tight leather. Now I cannot… I have crossed the Rubicon. I yeah. cannot go back. <laughs> but it's really funny, right? With a lot of things, uh, people want to boycott, right? When like uh, a product is associated with someone who is a sexist or a racist or whatever, you don't buy it. Mm -hmm. But with this though, no one has called for that. No one has called to cancel the show. Because the, the truth is, Joss Whedon is still profiting from Buffy. Yeah. And he's going to continue. Right, so technically, you should just cancel the entire series. I mean, yeah. you, socially, I mean, I'm I'm just calling out to the cancer culture people. I'm just like, yeah. well, why aren't you all going after Buffy? Yeah, and can you guys? You know, you you going, you cancel Doctor Seuss. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you cancel Doctor Seuss. You can take out books and edit Doctor Seuss. Why yeah. don't you go after Buffy then? I mean, how popular right. is Buffy anyway? It's pretty popular. It has a pretty good cult following. Yeah, cult following is not really. I wouldn't really consider that to be. They also came after the rabbit from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Buffy, Buffy was popular when it came out. Yes, like definitely. it was mainstream popular. Yeah. But it also has a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, it's really like it has an enduring legacy. So the cult followers still watch it and mm -hmm. they still consume them. Even the comic books and the story still has yeah. continued. There's still Firefly comics that you can read. Look, you, you keep on. talking about Firefly. But Firefly wasn't mainstream like Buffy. Yeah. That's a what? <laughs> it's like Freaks and Geeks. I mean, if you've heard of it. Okay, yeah. let me tell you this. There are, when it comes to the most popular shows of all time, it's Fringe. It's Firefly. Right. It's Blacklist. Why is it the Blacklist? <laughs> Blacklist is a… David Spade. Okay, Blacklist is, pretty, Blacklist is pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. Fringe. Firefly, what else? Fringe. Firefly. And… Eureka. Yes. <laughs> That is the okay. show I was looking for. I don't know how I know Eureka. 
But for some reason, I, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's one of those like, at one point, sci-fi became like, uh, as a channel, started producing some content. And so they, are, they had a very interesting set of series. So it was like, Eureka and you know, Warehouse 13, mm. they were all set within the same world. Um, so it was a bit different. La. So at the time, there was a, a push for like sci-fi-ish kind of series. But now, not so much. I still can't believe there's actually a channel called Sci-Fi. <laughs> you know, next year you're going to get one called Horror Life. <laughs> you just watch horror shows. But yeah, another one that I think some of you may have known about. I remember because uh, there was this girl in high school that was going on about person of interest. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was the Jim Caviezel one. Mm. I've never watched it. Oh, oh, you never watched it, but you've heard of it, I've right? I've heard of it. No, no. Okay. You know the guy who played Jesus in the past. I know who the actor is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. I've watched many videos. Been, many of his testimonies have been WhatsApp forwarded to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Catholics have to watch. Yeah. Christians have to watch Passion of the yeah, Christ. It's, it's almost a good, good Friday. <laughs> Where is my Jacob? <laughs> yeah. Testimony. Take it out oh, of the man. store. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you rewatch Passion la, since Good Friday is coming up. I hate <laughs> Okay, passion. we'll do a watch party for Steiner Cut. Steiner Cut. Then the next one we do for Passion of Christ. <laughs> yeah, why not? Which one is more painful? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of these obscure TV shows that will never get the popularity they deserve. And you know, yeah, sometimes it's for the better. <laughs> <laughs> I think Person of Interest was how many What was Person of Interest about? Some I don't know. It was about this guy. Oh wait, I think I've heard about it. It's yeah. some FBI thing, yes. right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right? It's about a man with a particular set of skills who hangs out with a nerd who can who who basically can hack into any computer. And they're looking for the person of interest. Yes, and they look of person. They look for persons of interest. <laughs> That's basically it. It's like I know you diddle kids. I will find you and beat you up. Why do you, you always up. talk about diddling kids? <laughs> Come on, can you stop it? <laughs> well, Blacklist has a similar kind of concept. The Blacklist is basically about- David Spade. Uh, has a, a blacklist. <laughs> has a list of all these like he's a he's a criminal like a crime lord and uh he has a list of all these like high level criminals and he helps the FBI take yeah. them down for but there's some quid pro quo and his daughter or the main mystery in the plot is his connection to one of the FBI agents. Some say it's his daughter, some say no, so trying to figure that out. Yeah. But it's not bad. David Spade is good lah. Actually even David Spade was in the office. Oh. Season 7? Yeah. Yeah, he goes for… So like Steve Carell retires. And then they do like an uh, interview sure. process to get the new manager. And so it's like they interview Jim Carrey, Ray Romano. Yeah. Then David Spade comes in and then he sits down like this office. You know, it's a paper company. Yeah, yeah. And they ask him like some random question. Then he says… Like in like really intimidating manner like… Everything is just sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that meme once. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was watching Avengers with my friend uh, Tian Chung and then he went like, Oh, Ultron is Boston Legal guy. <laughs> yeah, he was green in Boston Legal as well. Yeah, he was green with, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, William Shatner. William Shatner, yeah. I still like that name, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that name. He was definitely picked on at school. In school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were explain a lot of uh, yeah. things about him. Yeah, Bill Shatner. Have, have you guys, do you guys watch… Uh, so wait, do, did you guys watch uh, Mandalorian? No. I've watched… I watched two episodes. I had to watch all of it. Yeah, it was pretty slow lah. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
the first season in particular was quite slow. Yeah. The second season was like just fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service. But I did like the second season, the Luke Skywalker. Uh, oh, that was good. It was, was good. good. Yeah, they did it really well. Yeah. I mean, I can't need to spoil it anyway. Huh? Memes everywhere. I, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Dude, when Luke Skywalker came in, some people cried. Like, no, I was just going to say, my favorite thing about the second season was number one, that Luke Skywalker ent- entrance in with the music and… You know, the amazing thing about it is how silent it was and that amplified the intensity of the whole okay. walk-in or whatever. Now I really want to watch it. Just yeah. watch that scene. Okay. <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah, it's really And good. then my second favorite thing about the whole thing was watching the geek reactions to the series. Oh, It'll be yeah. All, all this… Honestly, really geeky people literally crying. Yeah. <laughs> it was as if they saw like, I don't know, their dead grandma come back from life. Frankly speaking, like geek reactions are pretty awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. But yeah, so that's Mandalorian. Um, do you guys watch uh, WandaVision you've watched? Yep. So just, man. WandaVision is, here's the thing, people pretend to like WandaVision. <laughs> I will say that people are like, because I know people right, who watch WandaVision that, like, hey, what the hell, man? And then they're like, no, it's for smart people. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I liked I liked Wonder Vision in the sense that I liked that she was she was dealing with a trauma. Trauma, the death of someone. But I just I feel like it was really unnecessary. I felt like one episode would have been sufficient. Yeah. She could you could have just taken the first episode and the last episode. Nothing in the middle uh of is consequence, important. yeah. You could actually do the first episode and last episode and it would be would have been perfect. Right. Like I like to preface this by saying that I haven't seen Wonder Vision. <laughs> but if it wasn't if the entire premise was not an MCU premise, it wasn't in the MCU, everyone would hate it. Yeah, it would get pretty mediocre results because the teasing stuff, right, is pretty, I have to say, like it's pretty like primitive. You know how like they're like Ooh, we have people saying ominous things. I'm like, dude, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> like some of the ominous signs are like, help. What? It's Nothing. like abstract like, concepts that eventually lead to a particular yeah, payoff. This is revolutionary for a giant com- kid, kids TV show okay. company. I think it was like a lot of people watched it and then the big fact. I think the big attraction about Wonder Vision was nobody knew what was going on. La. I think that was the big deal. La. Like, the whole thing starts with them being in a sitcom. So then they're like, what's going on? And then suddenly the sitcom is all happy. Then there'll be like a, one moment of like reality, I suppose, or yeah. breakthrough. And it makes people like, what the heck's going on? I think that was the gimmick. La. That was the sell. That if, would, if it was yeah. any other show, everyone would be mad. Yeah. yeah if it probably, was the 2000s, probably. right? And this came on, people would be like, okay, this is experimental. Some people are hailing. But here's the thing. It doesn't help that on the first episode, I had everyone writing articles about everything. And I was like, oh, he's altering reality. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we all know, okay? We all know she's altering reality. Have you all done a Star Trek Discovery? No, man. No. Not a Star I st- Trek person. I'm still… I only watch… You should try Discovery, man. Yeah. Discovery right. is pretty good. Is it one Do hour it- or half an hour? <laughs> no, it's a series. I mean like in terms of each episode, is it the like length, a drama? Yeah. Mm, I don't think I'm bored. 40 minutes? Yeah, about okay. 40 minutes per episode. Okay. Do it for Michelle Yeoh, man. <laughs> she mentions Kuala Lumpur. Oh, <gasps> I gotta watch it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, Her character th- is from uh, Langkawi. Oh. Langkawi? <laughs> oh. Jojo. Yeah. Oh. Is Langkawi finally like… Uh, 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 is Malaysia finally modernized or is it exactly as it was? <laughs> uh, I'm, this, uh, this I'm not too sure of. 
But if you watch enough series, actually Malaysia gets mentioned in like weird yeah. places. I was watching Archer the other day and there's one point Archer's in an island and it's like Bonio. They speak Malay, but like they're speaking in Malay, you know, but like really bad Malay. Yeah, like bad. really, really bad Malay. Yeah. yeah. So Archer, uh, I even, there's like a, yeah, there's quite a few. Like I remember at one point back when I was in school, whenever a Western television show mentions Malaysia, we lose our minds. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember WWE mentioning it once. Oh. And you were like, oh my god, they know we exist. <laughs> <laughs> the crown, the crown, one one of our sultans yeah, I, is in the crown. Yeah, I got one yeah. signature. Hey, was it or prime minister? Or, no, they was the Jira. Either king or royalty or I don't think so. Don't yeah, yeah. No, it's just a sh- sh- short part in the beginning. They're walking down the stairs oh, okay. and the royals are walking, and it's a representative for Malaysia. Mm. So Malaysia's mentioned there. It's like a few random, random. Of course, the most famous is Zoolander, lah. If you all remember, yes, yeah. right. it was completely <laughs> misrepresented. <laughs> like watching Zoolander, I was like, huh? This is in my country. <laughs> and you know what's so funny? We have so much of racial problems, and there are a lot of like insecurities on on, on the part of all races, right? But especially for Malays, right? The one the funny part is they said it's Malaysia and they painted the Prime Minister as being Chinese. Right. That was. <laughs> then it, made, it was basically Vietnam. But they called it Malaysia. They didn't think we were big enough back then. Yeah. Um, they didn't think we go… Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and at the time, people only knew… When I was studying in the UK, for example, people only knew Singapore. No one knows Malaysia. Yeah. But now… Everybody knows Malaysia because a lot of weird things have happened in Malaysia. We're the Florida of Asia. We really are though. We had two… We have… The planes. The planes have gone missing. We had the assassination. Yeah. You know. We had the LGBTQ spanking, caning thing. Yeah. That it gets raised. more than Malaysia though. I know yeah, about Brunei, we... Brunei also got some flag yeah. for… Oh, okay. So we're not… Ellen no. spoke against Brunei. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen called for… For, for, for a boycott on Brunei. <laughs> yeah. Brunei is gonna be uh. fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. guys. Uh, we've just reached two hours. Whoa. Yeah. Alright. That's the length of entire, an entire film. Like. Yeah. <laughs> we've just created a masterpiece. Yeah. Um… Happy. Thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. Yeah, thank you for having us. I really, really appreciate it. We should do this again. I, I'm really, I really think we should do this um, watch party. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Still less pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Justin will be so bad that we'll need something to bring us back to like, to feel, so- we'll be so numb after it. So maybe Passion of Christ will yeah. jerk us back to reality. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we normally end with uh, recommendations or 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 uh, a thought, but I think I think we should do recommendations since you two are movie buffs. Yeah, maybe we can recommend uh, movies la, or movie or series that you've watched. Yeah. must watch and why lah. I think one film that you should totally check. The last one you recommended was Lighthouse. Yeah, the which Lighthouse. I haven't watched yet. <laughs> mm. Oh, that that is all sorts of nuts. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I want to check that out. Great. Uh, one one film that I think doesn't get enough love is the green is Green Room. It's a 2015 film. It's a very small film. And if you love like claustrophobic horror, mm. I strongly recommend you check out the Green Room. Patrick Stewart plays a skinhead in it, so watch it for <laughs> Patrick that. Patrick Stewart is a skinhead. Yes, I'm watching that. Definitely. The novelty alone. I'm right? watching it definitely. Yeah. Okay. Since it's International Women's Day tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, today. tomorrow. 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 Okay. So, I think I would suggest Glow. Have you heard of Glow? Is that the… Netflix? The wrestling one. Yeah, the series, right? Alison Brie. Yes, Alison Brie. Ah, oh, man. I'm Women wrestlers. Yeah. 
amazing comedy series on Netflix. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Actually, it's one of my favorite comedies. Right? Are you really? serious? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Wow. I'll check it out. I mean, all okay. the actually, all the community… You know, Alison Brees from community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them have gone on to do like… Except… Uh, what's his name? Joel McHale. Joel McHale hosted the VGAs. <laughs> Dude, he was in Spider-Man too. Yeah. Without was the he? community. Yeah, was yeah. He Spider-Man too? Yeah, it's a banker. <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, Charles. but just like Charlie Gambino, he's mm, really, yeah, really good. Uh, yeah. Done great stuff. Addison Brie has like. What about Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is a relic, lah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, check out Glow. Okay, I think uh, I'm going to recommend Aliens because. Mm, okay. Because it's International Women's Day. Well, actually, everyone's going to listen to this one week after International Women's Day, but you know, because of International Women's Day, I think. Uh, it's a good good movie lah. Like again, I think all of us, I think okay, not all of us in the world, but three of us in this room definitely believe in giving uh, women the same opportunities. As yeah, life. definitely. And everybody should be 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 given the opportunity to be heroes in their own personal lives lah. And so, but part of being a hero is also empowerment. It's not whininess and complaining. You know, sometimes I think like we always we shout for fairness, 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 fairness. But sometimes we are very human, you know. And you know, one of the most, as kids, right, the most annoying kid that you meet is the one that complains. Mm. You know, that says you're cheating, you're cheating, you're cheating. Yeah, it's yeah. damn annoying. Yeah. The person is right. You are cheating. But you don't gain any respect for complaining. Yeah. There's just, I'm just saying that it's a facet of reality, lah, right? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, happy Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> happy International Women's Day to all the beautiful women out there. Yeah. Beautiful inside and out. Love wait, you. wait. Can I change my answer? See you. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I love women so uh, Snow White has me. We recommend Twilight. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? Definitely. Twilight, yeah. Wait. Have you, do you guys like Twilight? No, but we've watched it. <laughs> I like watching it with the right people. <laughs> Dude, we've watched it drunk out of <laughs> Oh man, that's a good way to end. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, hope you're having a great week. Week, stay good, stay healthy, stay safe. Stay empowered. Vaccines are out, so yeah, you know, get hope, your vaccines. Yeah, get your get vaccines. Your vaccines and look, we're going to return back to some sense of normalcy soon, lah. Right? Yeah. So just hang in there. Thanks, everyone, and we are done. Yeah. Sense it. Sense it.